Sunday, February 4th, in the year 2024. We're all settled in here, hopefully, with our coffee to have a little Jesus, which will be just perfect here in just a little bit. We had a fantastic show last night, The Gospel of Peace, which is our new Saturday show. That's going to be, just so you know, that's going to be kind of a varied format. Generally speaking, that show's going to run about 90 minutes. It's at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. That's Pacific time. But we're also going to use that show at times to um, have uh, open uh, prayer and prayer requests, um, just kind of an open worship, a little different than this, but like an open worship with Zoom. We've done that a couple of times. Um, I've 
teamed in in a loose way with um, Michelle and Leah of the Resistance Chicks for that Saturday night show just to give us some flexibility so that we can keep it going in case one person's traveling or not. Last night was a really nice show. We did a lot of discussions about with the border and really kind of got into uh, the uh, some of the deeper aspects of the spiritual place of what the border was representing. We had some really good words. And it's it's also, um, and I think we subtitled it last night, the Border After Action Report, which was pretty good. That was Leah that came up with that, or Michelle did one of the two. It's, um, it's a nice change of pace. Tonight, uh, we're going to have Expedition Cafe is going to return tonight. And I'm trying to shift programming just a little bit uh, t- in this sense that tonight's show at 7 o'clock with Expedition Cafe is going to return with the feature of Brian Kahenick and his new talking about creative arts uh, composition and also introducing his new song, which is Peacemaker. Really nice. And that's going to, I'm trying to continue that on Sunday nights as much as we can. We're trying to feature Patriot artists so we can get into kind of a different level of what this war should be featured on, which is the culture war and the creative arts war. This is something that I think we really all have to take a pretty good look at right now. And it's um, it's an important part of where we're going and where we've gone. We've, we've done a great job at adapting to the information war, sharing information, getting our faith centered on hopefully, I mean, I would like to see more channels, this is my own statement, but it'd be nice to see more faith in, embedded in more news type of stuff. But nonetheless, the, the communities of strong in faith have risen massively, and the connection to bringing faith into the walk that we do is important that we all do that in the various forms that it happens. But I think the one thing that we have missed overall is the whole aspect of the culture war in the creative side. We are still reliant to a large degree on the sourcing of our entertainment, music, documentaries, um, art, are coming from, quite frankly, the satanic cult side. Hollywood, uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, these sorts of things are sources, and we're trying to pick and choose in films, and I constantly hear it. It's like, I'd like to find a new film. I'd like to find some good music. This initiative I had talked about almost two years ago, which is called 432, and it was getting back to 432 frequency. And these are things are things are slowly coming back around. So I think the one thing, if you follow this channel a lot, you've known that there's been a lot of powerful ideas that come forward that God puts on my heart. We talk about them, kind of let them seed into the world. And then ultimately they come back into the orbit to where we can start making it, making Bard's Nation an important player in all of that. So we've got, you know, a couple big initiatives this year. Obviously, one of them being Operation Vineyard which is based on Rescue, Heal, Restore, which is really trying to expand that footprint of reaching youth and our children. But it also gets into the root of the family, and that's that's really it's kind of a major direction this year. But with that, there's this other component, which is literally about music. And I'm, I'm focusing specifically on music, not so much on the film side. Uh, Bright on TV is going through a major programming shift, and it's happening right now as we speak, and they're going to be creating a whole 
Bright on TV film and documentary section to where they're in their studios that they have, which are impressive. They have the production capacity to do high level film. And you'll see products even for myself starting to come out over the next year or two, this year and years going forward, additional types of work that I do in film, which is more, my film is just basically uh, documentary work. I don't do any sort of, I don't like doing film production work, at least not at this point. But you're going to see more of that. But I think it's important that we start looking at that. And so all that said, I go back to the center point of what I think is one of the most healing and influential places that we have, which is music. Music is healing. And music is frequency. And music gets us t closer to God and in the various ways that we celebrate that. So that's where the impetus of Expedition Cafe came from. And it's it's the, to really elevate up the talent within the Patriot community, but it extends very quickly beyond that. So tonight we introduce, reintroduce Expedition Cafe. It will be a, as constant as I have artists to speak to, it will be the Sunday night feature. If it, um, if I don't have a Sunday night artist to talk to or a story to do around that, uh, which I've done those stories as well as my own, then I would pivot. Well, you, you would see peace be still shift over, but I think with the idea of putting gospel of peace on Saturday night, which allows us to have even, like I said, some open worship, which is um, was very successful when we did it, I, and we will do it on occasion. That's kind of a Zoom call call-in. Last night, again, was a great show, just really focused on giving words and, and prayers. And then we have our real, what I call our real church here in the morning, and then again back to Sunday night where we are doing features. And there's so much to talk about in the creative space. There's so much to talk about, even if I build stories on it. It's really amazing to see that. And it's, um, I think we have to start appreciating the, the importance of that level of warfare. And it's, that idea is shared too. If you know Mike Adams, I do, and, and uh, as I do, and if you know um, Bob Denny, who runs his studios, I mean, that's a shared vision of the Bright on TV group. And that's, it was interesting because I had a conversation with Bob just yesterday or day before about that exact, well, today's Sunday, so it would have been Friday. I had a conversation with Bob and it was about that um, exact thing of the importance that we start raising up the creative aspect and creative space within the Patriot movement because there is rich talent. A lot of, we are, we're really shaped pretty heavily right now with an idea of what music is supposed to be, for example, or what creative arts is supposed to be. And we're shaped heavily from this perspective of, um, comes from a satanic root, to be honest. It didn't used to be like that, but it is now. And it's important that we break away from that and really allow the true celebration of what our gifts and talents are. It should open things up, hopefully, quite a bit. There's an amazing amount of talent within the Patriot ranks that just does not get highlighted. And it it's a depth of, of if you want to call it warfare, which I do in, in this particular moment, it's a depth of warfare that is desperately needed. One of the things that's very interesting about this is when I was in Afghanistan, in the latter part of that time, so I was there on the ground for three and a half years total time, the last year that I was there, which began in the fall of 2010 and then went through 2011 to the fall of 2011, 
the entire focus was building a program that leveraged, and this is what I was tasked to do and what I ended up doing was building a program that taught life skills to the rural communities. And when I say that, it sounds basic, but literally teaching people again through visual media, telling them stories, and, and, and it, there's a lot to what I'm going to say. So it was, it was t teaching people how to get back to good hygiene in the home, how to do some basic health care in the home, how to um, minimize costs of like heating in the winter, looking at alternative fuels, how to farm better, um, just a whole variety of things. And none of these things were contentious with faith. It had to do with basic making a community whole and better as overall. And at the core of this was how do you communicate a story? And th this is really a deep passion of mine is how do we relate? And you can take it even to today. How do you relate scripture to people's lives? How do you relate a story into their lives? And the root of this was to start looking at every tribal group that I worked with and understanding where the root of their storytelling was. So as we launched this, I partnered with a guy who was a Bollywood actor. And that Bollywood, if you don't know, comes from India. But he was a famous Pashtun. He lived in the south of Af Afghanistan. At the time, he was in Kabul. But he had grown up in the south of Afghanistan. He had gone on to Hollywood or Bollywood to be a star. And I partnered with him to teach, in our first rollout of this, to teach agriculture to the Afghans and better practices for agriculture. And it, I'm going to tell you, it's one of the strangest teaching videos I've ever done. We tend to think of teaching videos in terms of very structured thing, like we begin with A, and then you do A, and then you do B. So if I'm going to teach farming or, or better better practices for, say, um, agriculture, I'm going to show you a step of, you know, we're going to till the soil, we're going to maybe use no-till method. I'm going to show you all these steps. And it isn't to say those steps aren't important, but what's interesting when you deal with a, a, his, a culture with such deep legacy in history, there are things that they have already learned that are told in their stories that they all know, very much as if we had, a, if everyone had an equal and deep knowledge of scripture, there'd be ways to relate stories that shortcut the learning curve in an amazing way. And so this first video, I'll never forget when I did it, um, the first part of the video, he's riding his horse. He's in black and his horse is white. And he's riding his horse across this open field with tall grass. And then there's these, he's talking in Pashtun and he's talking of this old, referencing these old stories. And he's holding, like he stops at one point, and he puts his hands on the horse's head and he, he, he gives the, he snuggles with the horse. And then he ends with something in a stall literally like where there's the horses and, and there's grain around. And he talks very directly about the good practices lead to good, good animal health. And I, when I showed this to the command, they were like, seriously, like, I'm like, you got to trust me on this one because this is an Afghan way of telling stories or Pashtun specifically. And what's so amazing about that experience is how well it was received. What we saw is a very flat story with very little amount of information to be able to, excuse me a minute, 
Sorry about that. We had a little screen blank here. Um, we looked at a, a, a story with very little amount of learning content. What we could not appreciate was the depth of nuance in this story. It was massively successful. People saw it. They understood it. It reminded them of old stories. And in the process, we were creating a form of cultural art that was a powerful mechanism to literally awaken people's hearts to the root of who they were. Afghans are very good farmers when they are broken from some of the modern conventions and when they're reminded of the root of where a lot of them are. And it opens up massive doors. So I, I say all these things because the value of creative arts takes on many forms. And so tonight, as we'll talk to Brian about his new song, Peacemaker, it's really an interesting um, scriptural root, and it is any, you would never call it a hymn. And it's a modern song that has its root in scripture being the peacemakers. And it's the balance ultimately in his story of the sword of the steel and the sword of the spirit. And really fantastic because the parallel is the peacemaker, which is the Colt 45. So there's a, which won the West. I mean, that's kind of the, so there's this fantastic duality. So I think when we open the doors up, to what God has to deliver, we start to really see that there's this range of understanding of how we can celebrate him in so many ways that don't always have to be a rigid format. Now, on top of this, next Sunday, we also have, just to continue with Expedition Cafe, next Sunday, we're going to have Matt and Jill Thayer on, and they're the filmmakers that have done a number of films, including Selection Code. They, they graduated from Bethel. Great couple and very passionate in their, and very deep in their love in Christ and the various forms that they celebrate, the, the, the gift of God. So there's a lot of neat things happening. That's my point. And then hopefully by the end of February, I'll be, we'll be live streaming a, and this will probably step in where the gospel of peace is at some point, but we'll be live streaming an event at least once a month from the farm which will be a live stream where we do uh, bring in a local artist uh, celebrating for, for him in worship and we play and we'll, those will be live streamed online. So a lot of neat things coming and really trying to expand out that depth of the uh, cultural knowledge. One last thing here before I get going is I was rightly uh, rebuked by Michelle last night on the show at the end of our show last night. And I don't talk enough about it and I need to. We have a... Our website, bardsnation.com, is much more than just a website. It has a social media section in it. Now, to be clear, our social media section was not built to so you could get into great arguments with liberals and people of different ideological anchorings like X. If you want to go to X, go do that. We built a social media community space, which is community.bardsnation, and it's there. And there's, I think we have currently close to a thousand users, which is not huge, and it's not intended. It's it is for Bars Nation or people that want to come together. That idea was to be able to come in and to be able to build connectivity. The root of it, a lot of good discussions. We encourage the discussions with, with in faith. So I encourage you if you haven't set up an account there to go on over to do it. Uh, it's just I think it's just your name and email address and possibly your zip code, I think is what we've asked for. And the reason is we are trying to build a connectivity within Bars Nation that's real in the real world. So kind of get an idea where people are. So in this next few months, we can start to get that together. It's a lot of housekeeping stuff this morning before we get going. Um, so I'd encourage you to do that. 
And as promised, so it's now like at least in the most recent announcement of it, it's at least a month late. But we are ramping up our regular newsletter, which is going to go to kind of a new level with all these other pieces going. So that's coming. Hopefully this first one should be out this next week, which will be the first full week of February, which is officially a month behind from what I last said. But sometimes I feel like Semper Gumby, like I'm spread like a piece of, you ever, ever see that super silly putty stuff? You know, like came in a little egg and you put, pull it out, you stretch it, put it on top of a magazine and peel it off. They give you an image and then you could stretch it all the way across the room. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are days that I feel like that. There are days I'm like, huh, look at that. They say I lost audio. No, I did not lost, I did not lose audio. I've still got audio here. So, so yeah, silly putty. Stretch Armstrong. There's another, somebody remember Stretch Armstrong? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, this cracks me up. I haven't thought about Stretch for a long time. Oh my gosh, I'm laughing. This is funny. This is all generational stuff. If you didn't grow up with G.I. Joe, Kung Fu Grip, and Stretch Armstrong, you missed out. I'm just telling you right now. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm laughing. Oh, this is fantastic. This is, uh, I, oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you know these G.I. Joes? They're like, I can't believe what their collector value is. It's just un insane. Insane. But, but, uh, Oh my gosh, it's, I'm laughing. Different world, different times. When toys were not all designed to hopefully turn you into a satanic puppet, you actually had some creative stuff. Anybody remember Erector sets and Lincoln Logs? I mean, like the original stuff. Come on, let's get real. Not the this. That was another great one. But of course, now I think they probably have a warning on it for like prepare to die if you have a if you have an erector set because your child might swallow a small tiny screw and therefore we can't allow you to anybody under eighteen to have it or something ridiculous. Thank you for the nanny state that we have. And Lincoln logs, those are awesome, right? I mean, those are things that the creative places to get people to do and build things. It's really amazing. And, of course, the original Legos, which we didn't have Lego kits. We just had to build with the Lego base, which was nice. A lot of cool stuff, and it's worth reviving if you don't do it. Brio trains, there's another one. Um, Non-electric. Oh, but let's just talk it real. I mean, like, if you didn't have, like, the little electric train set, and then, you know, like, that was cool, right? A lot of good stuff. Oh, my goodness. Oh, someone says Tinker Toys. Oh, yeah, there's another good one. Jacks, that's another great one. Yeah, I'm just reading some stuff here from from our chat. Um, some of the slot cars, yes, that's a good one. Like the Hot Wheels, right? I remember when I woke up one Christmas morning and my dad had the entire Hot Wheel track set up with one of those loops, right? And then you have to have the charger station that it can go through if it goes too long, and it would be like a it'd be like a bunch of brushes inside an electric thing. The little car would go through and they give it an extra zoom so you could go farther down the track. Oh my gosh, this is funny. It's like nostalgia morning or something. This is great. This, but it's so great for kids. This is how we literally grow um, and get ourselves. Someone says bring it all to bar space. That's actually a really good idea. We should do a retro um, gaming area for kids. I'm, we'll have to talk about that. So, um, real quick, I guess I talked to. Punky the other day, she said she's got a lot going on. We don't see her as much anymore, but she's doing well. So we'll keep our prayers up. We'll put a prayer in for her today, too. Lots going on in her life. Okay. All right, patriots. 
it's a good Sunday morning. I uh, one last quick story, and then we'll get going. I I put out hay for my cattle last night on the lower field, two big round bales, plenty of hay, and they were on the upper field, and it's kind of a long way around to get to the lower field, and they're not always excited about walking the long way around because cattle are cattle. And so in my attempts to move them with the ATV, which wasn't working too well last night because they were obstinate, I decided to open the gate from the upper and open the gate to the lower field. And it was just a simple walkthrough, not gated, not not fenced, that I thought, well, this wouldn't be hard. I can just, since they were looking at me putting the hay in the lower field, I'm like, this shouldn't be hard because I can kind of guide them through. Miscalculating one thing that this up this transition space that's all fenced from upper to lower field is the whole area around the house, which is roughly, I'm going to say roughly a, a three quarters of an acre around the whole perimeter of the house. And of course the grass has grown up pretty well here. And so I'm thinking no problem. They've seen the hay. I can move the cattle out and they moved down. And of course that's not how it worked because they became very less interested in the hay and much more interested in the grass around the house. So at the end of the night last night, I gave up, and just said, okay, left the upper gate and lower gate open, closed the gates from the, on the driveways, and and they have now become my lawnmowers overnight. I'll see how that works. Not sure what that's going to look like. I haven't seen them this morning, so who knows where they are. Maybe they found the hay. <laughs> I know they were very interested in the grass around the house. So I was like, well, that's, that's a way to mow your grass. Bring in the cattle. Like all 30 head, you'll have nothing left. So it's kind of fun, but that's all part of living out here. It, Jay Wu says, uh, mowed and fertilized. Yes, in, exactly. It'll be, a, it'll be a robust lawn this year for sure. Well, Patriots, let's um, jump into just a beginning prayer. So, Father God, we just come to you this morning with just a, a very lifted heart. We've had a tremendous last week of Patriots coming together for all the right reasons uh, to come to the border and to truly pray in on the border a sense of salvation and a sense of deliverance and revival for our nation. And so, Father, we just begin this prayer today just humbled before you, and we're praying for, we are literally praying for forgiveness for our nation. This is a moment in time where we, our, our nation needs to repent, and we put ourselves before you today and say, Father, we are here, and we're repenting for this nation as we step into what we pray as well to be a very powerful and very uplifting morning of prayer. So Father, we just ask that your blessings that, that you pour upon us, that we can continue to walk into those the five-fold ministries, the apostolic, the prophetic, healing the sick and broken, casting out demons and raising the dead as a principal issue of everything we do when we step into prayer, and that the power of Holy Spirit flows through us and the authorities of kingdom become part of us as you use us as your hands to raise up all that are in need of prayer and to really demonstrate the power of faith and the power of the living God and the power of the miracle God before all people's eyes. In a time, Father, when there is so much doubt still within people's hearts or so much shame that exists within inner healing or so much fear that still roots in people or for that matter, all three, we are simply praying into those evils and those the strongholds of hesitation and, and barrier between you to break those down, to lift people up. And we know that one of the great ways to do that, Father, is a demonstration of the miracles that sit before them. So, Father, today we do pray for the miracles of our living God to come before us, to touch people's hearts and lives, to transform them, to literally break the strongholds around their heart, to lift them up, and to let them 
be witnessed by others as to the true power of prayer and healing in such an amazing time. So, Father, we just ask that you'll continue to guide us and protect us, lead us in all things. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So, I'm going to read. We have an update here, it looks like, from Jim Cates. It just came in. And Jim, and if you remember Jim and Candy, um, Jim is a, um, Candy had a stroke, and, and so this is, she was doing amazing in recovery. I don't even know what this says. I'm going to read this. It says, good morning, everybody. And Candy was our photographer at Bards Fest. Just to recount all that, Candy was our, our um, photographer at Bards Fest. About three or four days after Bards Fest, she had a very bad stroke, and, um, that stroke, she was left without oxygen for quite a period of time. They basically said a third of her brain was going to be brain dead. She'd be basically a vegetable for her whole life. All of that, we prayed on it. Jim prayed on it. Jim took the authority of it as her husband over her. He, he broke off any sort of uh, spell casting by the doctors, refused to let anybody speak anything but life around her. And in a process of four weeks or so, Candy was back to literally walking and talking. So let's see what the update is here. Good morning, everyone. This is from Jim. I pray you all are well. Just wanted to update you on Candy's progress. She passed her pre-op physical and blood work with flying colors, and I will be having her and be having her skull replacement surgery on Wednesday the seventh. That's this next week. She is guaranteed from both physical and therapy and occupational therapy. Oh, she has graduated from both physical therapy and occupational therapy. Now speech is our sole um, focus. Thank you for all your friendship and prayers. No doubt God's hands are all over this journey of ours. She was attacked by Satan on October 7th. So that's the date, same day as Israel was, and will be made whole on the 7th. Amazing. I just, just say it. Love you all. God bless. Jim Crates. A powerful and beautiful testimony to the power of the living God. Um, Candy fell on October 7th. It's amazing how it just doesn't seem Barchfest was that far away, but it was that long ago. So that's um, one, two, three. We're in almost four months ago. It was shortly after Barchfest, like I said. And their, her prognosis was n not good. And they expected that she would not recover. Of course, that's what doctors always say. They like to tell you all the, it, it's not even bedside manner, it's spell casting. So they, they make it clear to you that, you know, if you, if you are not going to proceed here, you will not succeed, you will fail, all these sorts of things. And you will die. That's basically what they told Candy, which we know is not true. Um, and we've seen now in four weeks, a person that was supposed to be living the rest of their life with paralysis and in a vegetable state, that she's graduated from occupational and physical therapy that she's getting her speech back. And now in a case like this, when there was so much hemorrhaging, they removed a large section of her skull. They had to put a temporary cap on it. And then they put that in the cooler or under uh, freezing or something, the way they stored it anyway, in a, in a very cold refrigerated space to maintain it. And now they're going to restore it, which you have to remember, bone is a living organism. So they were trying to maintain that. So they're going to return her skull on the 7th. And that's her next level of fullness and completeness as God restores her, she will become a powerful voice in testimonies. 
It's incredible. And I have no doubt that she will return to being a greater photographer or whatever God leads her to be than she ever was. So, Father God, we just come before you today and we just lift up our prayers for Jim and Candy Crates and just praying into a complete and total healing of Candy and the blessing that you have given us. And we just raise our hands in praise and say, thank you, Father, for all that you have brought to us and the reminder of the power of faith, the power of true healing, the powers of the miracle God in our presence. And as we begin this story, which I find so amazing as we begin this day, Father, as we did our own prayer for the miracles of the living God, to pray today for great miracles to happen, this story comes in in that exact moment in a text as a reminder to us of just the power of the living God. So, Father, thank you. We're deeply humbled. And ask for that blessing to continue over each and every one of our prayers and in, in an extension of each and every one of our lives. And we say, <clears throat> as we sit here now, truly humbled and blessed before you, lifting up Candy and Jim and being able to truly pray into their continued success in healing as we see the miracle continue to form before our very eyes as a testimony to the greatness and glory of all that you are. We thank you, Father, and in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. That is pretty amazing. Like literally as I'm doing my introduction. And just so you know, I've told you this before, but it's really important. I do not pre-read prayers. And I and I do this intentionally because I just want to kind of sit every day, every week with the just as Holy Spirit leads. And so it's not like I run from a script is what I'm getting at. So it's it's a a really important moment where I can tell you as I sit here, like as I'm giving the prayer, I look down on my phone and I saw that Jim had sent this and it ends up being a reminder of the living God and the miracles of God. So that should tell you apparently God is definitely hearing us right now in a big, big way. So it's, it's wonderful. All right, let's kick off. We've got a couple of prayers I see here. Let me, um, We've got our prayer stuff all over the place. All right, let's begin with a prayer from Lego My Medicine. Please pray for the orphanage in Texas and for Palestine and Russia. Uh, that are word these are words and deeds that come against the innocent ones to be immediately diffused and burned away in the, in Jesus's Yeshua's name. I'm going to, I'm going to combine this prayer with a bigger prayer um, that I was going to do anyway. So these are going to kind of run together a little bit, but in specifics to let go my medicine prayer request, Father God is going to pray in for the children. And in particular, we're going to start with the children down at the orphanage in Texas where the rally was held in dripping Springs. So Father, he's going to pray a, a powerful hedge of protection around that space and to make that space in, in Texas as one that is a calling, a place where children can come to know that they can be, they can receive a hot meal, receive warmth and comfort, to receive the love of Christ within their hearts, to literally be restored, to be lifted, and to be healed, saved and delivered. So Father, we pray that and pray the blessings upon Pastor Rod Parker, who's leading the way down there in a powerful moment. And to lift his ministry up is, is truly a tent revival ministry where he has repositioned himself down on the border now to continue to bring revival down at the border. May you bless him and protect him in all that he does, lifting him up in the mighty name of Jesus as he now stands in the gap to transform literally the whole concept of what the border is rather than being a place 
where it is an imper- a, a border with an open border to any and all evil. This becomes a border now that where ministries become the filter point across the entire border and to where people come there to be saved and to be healed, to be restored, and that the hedge of protection that we lay along that border, as we prayed it in last night, we will pray it again this morning, Father, that we are literally praying in a hedge of protection, a true spiritual wall that runs the entire length of our border in our southern our southern space that is anchored in the blood of Christ. It truly is a powerful hedge of protection that any and all that come to this line with evil in their heart cannot pass. And then if they do seem to force them their way through, that the evil in their heart will literally be stripped and disarmed. So, Father, this is a wall, a spiritual wall that we pray in, greater than anything that could ever be built. A wall that as we pray this in from tip to tip, from border length to border length, that there will be, this is a, a barrier to all evil, all demons. In the name of Jesus, we pray this in and we support this, anchor this in with all the works and prayers of patriots do. Blessing, Pastor Rod. Parker for all that he does and lifting up the children in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As far as what's going, I don't really know what's the, um, there's a lot going on in Palestine and Russian and we'll, we'll just basically talk about those children. We just do need to do a prayer in general for this. Palestine is and do a prayer for the pulpit more than anything in the States is that father God, we're just going to pray for the, for the messages that are being spoken in our nation that are taking a position to defend Israel in a war that is literally exterminating an entire race of people, that those messages be bound and gagged and disallowed. That in this moment, the heart of our, uh, heart of our prayers needs to be for the children of this world and not for the taking sides in a ridiculous war, but rather to pray into the strength of the might of, of Jesus to heal the hearts of the children and protect the hearts of the children and to give the adults a mind of reason and calm to stop playing this game, this pendulum game, especially at the, the pulpit of a pendulum as if it is righteous to support Israel and righteous to, to, to support the destruction of a race. This is wrong. There is such a thing as pure evil and it exists everywhere and it is being played to make it look like the people, the children of God are all hateful of each other, which is a lie. So Father, we, we pray for the breaking of the chains of the manipulation that has been per, so per, pervasive, breaking of the chains that are so consistent across the world of people being swept into this narrative of hate. Rather, this, we pray for the lifting up of the narrative of love and the powerful of all the power that that brings to heal and to bridge the differences. And once again, to bind the pulpit from any speaking of supporting of war, but rather to have the pulpit speak to the, the healing of two sides and not the destruction of one over the other. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we got another one here from Let Go of My Medicine. Um, they asked, I, I don't, I'll see, they asked for the Lord's Prayer. I don't know if I'm going to do that today. We'll see. Please pray for any negative so programming transmitted into a, so, not really sure what those are about. We'll take a look at those later. Okay, so one thing that is to keep in mind is um, it's, by the way, when you're, it's easier for me if on some of these prayer requests, we really ask for them um, to come in a little bit earlier and get them into Nikki. She assembles these the night before. I do get a lot of last minute 
I often get a lot of last minute prayer requests, like a minute before the show. I'll take them on as much as I can, but we do. Nikki does a good job of putting them together, and it, um, she gets updates where need be. But I, it's a lot easier if you can get your prayer requests in um, a little bit before the show. I mean, not just like two minutes. That's kind of hard for us, but we'll do it. We'll roll with it. Just saying. And if there's prayer requests that come up in chat, we will continue to try to support that. But just just as a general rule, that's all. So we will make a prayer just for the the sense of the t- God's using the tools, um, using the tools of the enemy for the benefit of good. And this happens to be one here that's powerful um, in how we have turned been able to use the internet for so much good. Bar's Nation is a powerful example of that. So Father God, it's going to ask for the continued blessing of the this platform and other platforms of of similar focus as we have used the tools the enemy has used to bind instead we've used these tools as a way to free hearts and minds father that's the internet that's the digital platforms we just pray for a stability and security over all these platforms that are pushing out the truth raising up the gospel and truly praying into people's hearts father this is a a time now when the enemy has lost control and we know this and the enemy is panicked and of course the enemy will attempt at times to do whatever is necessary to destroy things and we don't we're trying to always pray into the strength of what we have as a platform so we continue to offer pray for the security and stability of these platforms the rejection of all demonic forces to pray in to the heart of these programs the love of christ even into the heart of the artificial intelligence programs that have been void of any knowledge of god and to embolden them and to saturate them with the knowledge of the Bible and knowledge of God, that even these programs, sorry, like artificial intelligence, that were engineered as evil out of the heart of evil, that rather than it being something that we are intimidated by, that we confront it, we pray into it, we embed the, the power of the Holy Spirit within it and watch it self-destruct from within. It is a moment in time, Father, that the, the destructive hands of men that seek to be gods themselves have tried to create tools and instruments that will per- make a perception that they are more powerful than you. And for that alone, Father, we just ask for the tearing down of those sorts of structures and those sorts of iconic power structures that put fear and trepidation, hesitation, doubt in people's hearts, that we need to understand the true authority in which we carry. It is not limited to the flesh. This is a spiritual war, and all things anchor from the Spirit. And so as we pray in today, we are literally praying warfare into the heart of these servers, into the heart of the Internet itself, into the heart of the digital connectivity, to pray life into this, to pray restoration, and to pray a a force of destruction of all evil in its programming, the malice of all programming, to lift that up and to truly create a neutral, benign platform where people can come and to engage and to, to lift up and to use the Internet as truly a powerful tool to bring the true gospel of Jesus and the the entire essence of Christ to people's homes as a way to bring people together, to bridge and forge relationships as we, as we have witnessed here firsthand in Bars Nation. May that become a norm. May that become something that we truly see the power of a tool that the enemy intended for evil to now be used for the greatness and glory of God. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Is there, that's the funny thing. The enemy always thinks it's going to win. 
Not happening. Not happening. Sorry. You can try. But we, it's up to us, too. It's too many times we give too much credit to, to our enemy. We tend to think our enemy, we forget our enemy has nothing compared to God. But that's by design. Enemy always wants that. Make us think it's more powerful than it is. Okay, so let's start with some praise reports. A mighty miracle is hopefully still in God's plan for Natalie, the 42-year-old mom with stage 4 breast cancer. Thank you so much, Bars Nation and Scott, for your prayers. You never know how God will answer prayers. It's hardly ever how you think it will be. But Natalie has been moved out of ICU and into hospice. She is so much more comfortable there and not in intense pain anymore and is eating copious amounts of chocolate ice cream. Her young son can spend all day and night with her, which he hasn't been able to do in ICU. Natalie has always put herself last and does everything she can for others. Now everyone is putting her first and doing everything they can for her. She is so loved, and she is feeling all that love. Thank you so much for your continued prayers. The grateful, So grateful to feel the love. That's Marge. Father God, I'm just going to lift up Natalie, um, a mother, and a um, and suffering from stage four cancer. And we just rebuke that stage four breast cancer. We rebuke it and cast it out and literally cast it to the feet of Jesus, bound and, and sealed. And we pray a, a, a hedge of protection around her now that she is in hospice and able to spend the time with her son. And Father, we just pray that the love that she has around her will be amplified a hundredfold, that the love will pour into her and the Holy Spirit will flood into her and heal her body from toe to head and head to toe. And that we pray life into her heart. We pray restoration into her body. We lift her up in the mighty name of Jesus and we declare these things in the blood of the cross. And so, Father, as we pray this in, we speak the word Jesus into her. And Jesus is the mighty healer. And we, as we do this, we see her body totally transformed, Father, as we bring her before you and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that she be healed. And to heal her completely and totally. To leave doctors stunned and amazed. That as someone who they've literally cast out of the death cult of the hospital is now being set free and brought into the world where she can be loved, she can be nurtured, she can be lifted up, and may that continue to flow into her in miracle ways. May people pray around her. May there be no spell casts around her. We break any binds or ties that are made by the spell casts and cast them out. And instead, we speak the words of life, this words of love, and the words of restoration, and we breathe all of that into her heart and soul. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Kathy's surgery was a success, and she is home. If all goes well, I should be back in Flemingsburg by the end of the month. We are so grateful for everyone's prayers and the light of the sun of Sean and light of the sun, Sean White. Father, God, just lift up Kathy and her surgery and, and Sean for all that he's doing, and we just pray life into her, pray, pray full restoration of her body, painless and immediate recovery from all that she's been through. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Please praise Jesus that that was quick. My son Eric just came downstairs, glowing smile on his face and quite chatty. I know I have much to do, but doubt uh, but prayers but prayers work. Um, I know I have much to do, but prayers work. Thank you, prayer warriors, Linz. This was, we prayed last week for Linz's son who had been pulling away from her and wanting to get out of the house. There was a very big rift between her 
And we prayed a lot for Lynn's last week. And this, again, is the power of our prayers that can attack so much of the demonic, which was there, the demonic attempts. So, Father, we just pray a hedge of protection around Lynn's home and around the relationships in that home. And we breathe Holy Spirit into that, and we lift them up, and we cast and break any ties of the demonic. We re- and this, as we pray a hedge of protection around this and anchor that in the blood of Jesus, we let it be known that any demonic activity there, you are no longer allowed, for this is a kingdom space, and you know the punishment for remaining after being told to leave. So we cast out the demonic, and we raise up the family. We breathe life and power of the Holy Spirit within everybody to lift them up, to see each other for who they are, and to build the bridges of love. May the soul ties that were there forged in darkness be reforged in love. And may this family be lifted up in a glorious way to start seeing each other through the true heart of who they are, the father, the mother, the son, lifting each other up as a, as a unit in which God put here the blessings of all that is to be a family and to bless this family and to bless all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Another praise report. Thank you for hearing our prayers. A group of four of us traveled around the area praying against the the root of darkness. We, re, we repented of past evils done on the land, plead pled the blood of Jesus' blood over the innocent blood, crying out for the land, and made an, a new covenant. Symbolically removed a weed root and planted sunflower seeds in holy oil and salt with the scripture eyes. Although only four additional people showed at today's library meeting, three of them are prayer warriors. One knows how to fight at the local level. She shared bioremediation. One of the things you can plant and to soak up and not, and not release toxins were sunflower seeds. Kevin and Christine Taylor. So, Father, we're going to continue to pray the blessings over uh, Kevin and Christine for all the work that they're doing to restore the land in Ohio. As we prayed last week, we cast out and destroyed a demon serpent that was there as we also saw the release of the snakes from the people's hearts. And so, Father, we saw that all being poured into the pits of hell where literally the lake of fire awaited them and we saw the even the eggs of the serpent being burned. So, Father, we continue to pray that wave of blessing over Ohio, that there truly this is an era of fire, and let fire be the fire of Holy Spirit, that it burns through the corruption in that state as it lifts up the people that are there and even those that have fallen into darkness to pull the snakes out from their heart as they pour out in mass into the pits of awaiting for them in the lake of fire, as their hearts are cleansed with the power of Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit rolls through that entire state like a wave, like a tsunami, rooting out the darkness and, and the root of the snake as we continue to see all of the the offspring of the snake, the the eggs and the baby snakes poured out and from people's hearts into this darkness, into a pit that's now in the pit of fire that awaits them. And we seal that in the name of Jesus. We heal the hearts in the name of Jesus. And we lift this state up in the name of Jesus. And we bless Kevin and Christine in their heart for restoration as we pray restoration and re- re- remediation of the land, a land that is yours, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's an interesting theme that's been coming up a lot um, recently, just so you're aware, and it's it's very powerful, and it's been coming up in prayers for the border. It's been coming up for prayers uh, as well um, in um, in everything that we, in other places we've done, including Ohio. And there is a darkness of the serpent, a black serpent that is seems to be in so many places. 
the same image that we that was prayed in last week over Ohio, which was the serpents in the heart of people, has shown up in other prophetic words of people down on the border. I would not take this lightly. I think that a lot of what we are seeing here, as we see this, as we're witnessing people turn and do things that are most insane, like you know pushing children to get vaccines, the the despicable sexualized literature that it's in our in our school district and literally watch people with dead faces doing this we're always assuming that there is a mechanical physical connection to that insidious thought like somebody's blackmailed or being paid off what we don't give enough credit to that this is truly the root of evil that has taken house in within their hearts and as we pray against this remember that you as i just saw again there's serpents like these little baby black serpents in people's hearts they're like it's a parasitic infection, which is interesting because if you pay attention to a lot of the research that's increasingly growing, Dr. Lee Merritt is most notable for this in our community, is the research of the parasitic infection. We are the only country that does not fight parasites. You know the fight against ivermectin was so huge. Well, ivermectin is a parasitic, an anti-parasitic at its core. And we start to look at the whole understanding that both as a spiritual and physical form, their parasites have grown out of control. These serpents are like parasites in the heart. They're like worms in your heart. Dog worms would be a good example. Dog heartworms. We need to pray in a medication, if you will. That, that, that cure is our prayer. And we pray that into the hearts of people. And I think we will start to see that this demonic attack starts to run and fall out and literally bring it right down to the lake of fire and let it sear. We have the demons hate us. Let's be clear. They fear us. They don't, they don't just hate us. They fear us because as we awaken to the power of what we have, the power of one in the, in the walk of faith is tremendous. The power of many is greater than we can imagine. And we can pray into these things and truly cleanse hearts, cleanse souls, cleanse these spiritual parasites from them. And they will flee. Some will try to linger. They'll try to toy with you, especially the bigger demons. They'll try to convince you that somehow you're not going to be able to outlast them. But I will tell you, if, if you're doing deliverance work and inner healing work, this is a, it's a powerful place to where we literally, um, all you have to do is speak the word of Jesus and it's healed. Now, I want to take a little sidestep here because it's something I promised to talk about a little bit today. And I'm going to as we step into our prayers, as I've had a number of requests to talk about inner healing and I'm. I'm just going to talk in broad form here in a minute. Deliverance is, is basically in two categories. The raw deliverance work is the casting out of demons. But there is a, another aspect of deliverance, which is inner healing. And inner healing is dealing with the wounds that we have. Deliverance is, in the demonic sense, is when you are literally being influenced or literally a demons have attached to you through various things that have happened. You've done something in your life or you've made an unintentional contract, maybe you've made hard choices to do sin, demons can get hold there. And the, the problem with the spiritual world is we don't always understand is that we make contracts when we do things. So if we agree to participate within something evil, we have given up our right and authority over it. This is, a, this is both the, the balance of the legal, which we're, we're getting so much more information into common law these days, which is our true, true authority and the spiritual, which is reflected in how we function. So this demons work in a powerful way because once they've leveraged a system like we're in, which is the, the system of Babylon, 
the world in which we operate is always about contracts. Everything we do, we're in agreement or disagreement with, and they make it so controlling that everything that we end up doing intentionally or, 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 or intentionally, we are agreeing to their authority over us and agreeing to perpetuate their authority over us. Our lack of action, our lack of speaking truth, our lack of, of, of standing up in prayer truly gives authority over us because we're willfully giving it away. We can take it back. It's one of the reasons that big, powerful regents and principalities of demons that take up principalities, they have a great deal of authority. Uh, not because we, not because their authority is greater than God, it's because we have given that authority to them. And that's something to keep in mind. So in dealing with the de demonic, there's a lot of science or a lot of study into what the demons are, what they do. But I will tell you, as a fundamental rule, the most powerful thing anybody can say in dealing with the demonic is to speak the word of Jesus. Just literally speak by the name of Jesus, you're cast out. And you could literally do that in almost every case and to have a high measure of success if you're dealing with the demonic infestation. Now, I'm not going to tell you there aren't other things involved. There's a, there's a lot of... There's people that spend a lot of time focusing on the authorities and the way demonic works. And it's very powerful, but and it's very powerful work to counter that. But at the root of it, and especially in the in the whole function of deliverance, if you are able to get into where that demon is, if you're using the word of Jesus, it is a powerful sword that in its own name shatters demons and ultimately defeats them. Remember, demons that are powerful and rooted will want to try to convince you that they are bigger than you and that they can truly stay beyond your, because what they count on is you're not going to have the endurance. You're not going to be able to stay with them for you know whatever it takes to keep coming at them until you beat them down. You just have to break their power structure down because much of their power originates from the, from the host that they're in. Hosts themselves, as we become broken down and we feel that we can't overcome this and we feel defeated, we are empowering demons. Now that gets into inner healing. And this is where the inner healing part is so important. Over our timeline of our life, there, is a, there are wounds that we are incurred. Some are small, some are big. But it's sometimes even the things that we overlook as small can be significant in our life in creating anchors for demons to anchor in. If we have shame in our life, it's a, it's a place of refuge for a demon. Because once that demon's in, the demonic spirit and the demonic hold can be there, even if it's a demonic bridge. That shame is a place that it will be constantly leveraged to teach you, to train you to believe that you are lesser than any, that you are lesser and inferior in this world, that you are, you should walk with guilt. This is one of the reasons I so dislike the pulpit's pos um, position of you are not worthy. And I've heard it too much in, in my time to always say this is not a true statement. We are very worthy in God's eyes. We are, but we are also, we are burdened with a fallen world of, that is surrounded in sin and temptation. So a deliverance concept can be the deliverance on the extreme, but it also should be part of your daily life or regular life to literally make sure that we're constantly in, in the sense of casting out any of these ties or authorities we've been given to demonic and to repositioning ourselves to the true, pure authority of God. The shame is a big part of it. When we do things in our life that we try to hold, and the more that we do a deep reflection within us, we will find these places. We are wonderful as beings of trying to suppress memories of things we are embarrassed about or have hurt us in big ways, or even things that we've done that we know that we're deeply wrong. 
And over time, we try to seal those away and put those out of time and reach. But nonetheless, we are still accountable to all things. All things spoken, all things said, all things breathed, all things done. And that is before the throne at the end of our life. One of the things that I've advocated for, I haven't talked for a long time about it, but I do regularly is what I call deep repentance. And deep repentance is was put on my heart to do. And God led me to do this. And it's truly a place where we go through our lives and we go back as far as we can remember and we walk the timeline of our life. And you walk it and it takes time. This isn't something you're going to sit down in the morning of an hour prayer and get it all done. This is something that the process, the initial process when I did it myself, took 10 days of daily prayer and focus on it. Not all day, but a dedicated time of an hour or two every day. And every time I encountered something that was what I would call a bump or a a block where I realized that there was a pain there or there was something I'd done sinfully, what I could remember, I would bring it to the throne. I would pray to have that healed, that wound healed, and I would repent for that sin. And then I would ask to have the armor sealed. So it's what I call healing and sealing. And I walk the timeline of my life. Now with that, we can also find that when we're working with somebody, we can do this as well with ourselves. you can find moments of extreme trauma. It's things that are causing a divorce in a child's life is an extreme trauma. A rape is an extreme trauma. Um, a Some sort of like a car accident where um, maybe you've been traumatized as a child or even a car accident where you lose somebody. I mean, whatever constitutes a great trauma, maybe it's being heavily, severely beaten by your parents, which we hope doesn't happen, but we know happens too often. These become traumatic moments, and they can become bigger than sometimes we can actually heal, and they have ripple effects over our lives. This is another level of inner healing, and it's something I've begun to explore here, and it, it is very interesting because we've had I've had tremendous success with it in working with other people. And that inner healing is where we go back into that timeline with them as we pray with them. And we can do it with ourselves. And we go back to where we were prior to that trauma. And we literally ask Jesus to intercede there and to walk with us on this timeline as we do this deep repenting timeline. And as we do this, we ask Jesus to hold the child that was pre-injured and to walk with us along this timeline to allow these events that are traumatic to be healed. It doesn't mean you're changing your history. I think this is like, you're not changing it. You're healing the wound. And that comes in many different forms. And that wound that is healed as we walk through this in the timeline with Jesus, as we walk our life and ask for these events that are traumatic to be healed, we are starting to release the chains and the binds of the demonic. And that's that's where these entry points can be made. It's the portals of entry that can come in. When you deal with the Masonic tortures and the Masonic ritual sexual abuse, this is heavy. And these people have been raped as children, as babies, over and over and over and over to create so much trauma that the the portal entry points for demons is almost unlimited over their life. That's where getting to the root of these things and and calling upon Jesus to work in in that healing with you, you can start to heal these in miraculous ways. And as these are healed, you eventually arrive over a time walk with Jesus and this is another extension of inner healing where you can arrive at a point in the spiritual place where you can re- return to the moment of time where we are and simply ask Jesus to return that unwounded child into the heart of somebody. This is a technique I use and a technique that I learned from a, different, a couple different places. And it has a tremendous ripple effect 
in the life of somebody because it can release a lot of the pains and binds of those traumas and therefore release the constrictions or the entry points for the demons. It's all getting to the root of healing and sealing. We have, Jesus has an unlimited power to heal. And we don't want to, and I've always say, don't box God in. So this is kind of the framework in which I work in deliverance. And I'm not, I'm not going to call myself any sort of deliverance expert. There's a thousand things to learn, but I have a very comfortable and, and I would say thanks to some fantastic mentoring, some very successful work in deliverance, working with some pretty extreme cases that have allowed, that have opened up some of these tools and avenues to see true miracles happen before your very eyes. So I, I'll return to a, close this with a story and then we'll get back to the, we'll get back to the prayers. Um, there's a young girl by the name of Katie and she was, a, she was at the last day of the deliverance conference at Isaiah 61 at, at uh, Glad T Church of Glad Tidings. And she was, as I was, we were two hours, maybe three hours from the end of the conference and I was leaving the main conference hall going to a meeting. I was walking with CJ Moyer and as I came upon this young girl, she was on the floor shaking in tears and just like, almost like she was in full state of physical trauma. And I asked her if she said if she was okay, and she said no. She said, I've been fighting this demon, and I can't get it out of me. Well, to learn more about Katie, Katie had been ritually abused, sexually raped, more times than you can probably count, as a, as a baby and as a child in a Masonic rituals. She was one of these. And we were able, over a process of about an hour of extremely intense work, and even confronting a very powerful demonic essence that was spirit that was within her to free and break that spirit and cast it out. And then came a second team that worked with her for an hour to get into the deeper inner healings of these and start to pull away the curses and things that have been put upon her. There's a lot to this. The, the third level of the second part of that in that day was after the, de the deliverance work, and we had done inner healing. They had done inner healing with her, which was a combination. We're doing it in prayer. We're going back where we're asking Jesus to walk with us. We were hitting key points to heal and seal those wounds, to have them released. She was working with us. And this is why it was so successful. Because we weren't, you can't do deliverance if someone's not engaged with you. You can pray for it, but it's, it's if you don't, if your house is clean, the demons, and the, you don't seal it and accept Christ, they're coming back sevenfold. That's biblical. So, as we're praying this, Katie's working with us actively. She's speaking to the spirit and she's speaking to these wounds as we're working with her. She's seeking that healing. She was ready. And so the miracle that which we witnessed was a Katie that was dysfunctional and had been dysfunctional for months. Going into a place where she was ready, she worked with us and worked with a second team with inner healing. And in Four hours late, five hours later from the time of start, she was in the baptismal pool and I, with Pastor Dave Bryan, baptized her. The next night, 24 hours later, you would not recognize Katie. Katie was in worship. Katie was a flag waver. Katie was smiling. I have a picture of her. You would not believe the transformation. And at the root of this is the balance between casting out the demons and the inner healing that was done. And that work doesn't just end. Now the bigger work begins because there's things now that as these things happen, they bring up deeper wounds 
And this is where, as we go through our life, then as we're constantly in vigilance of this, as we pull away these layers of the onion, then we get down to some other things. And sometimes you stumble on the dumbest thing in your life. You're like, I cannot believe that's still bothering me. But that is where the demonic stronghold can be. And it is all about ultimately creating three avenues into you in simple terms, but they're accurate. Doubt, which separates you from God because you doubt his power and you start to believe. So the enemy loves to convince you that they are greater than he. You have with this shame because of the things that have been done. Maybe it's something you did or was done to you. Shame, which the enemy uses and leverages to break you down to believe that you are not in in the glory of God. And fear. And fear is on so many levels, enemy feeds in because it's a virus within our body that doesn't need a lot more energy, but it takes root and it moves through us and dominates us and ultimately separates us completely from our relationship with God. All of that is a framework for deliverance and healing. And when we come to this moment then and we start to work with people, it does, you don't have to be some like longtime practitioner. If you have in your heart to set someone free, you have in your heart the love of Jesus, You're trying to work with them to get to these inner places to simply use Jesus as your healing tool. You could literally walk through an entire deliverance just by speaking, in the name of Jesus, I need this healed. In the name of Jesus, I need this cast out. In the name of Jesus, you could do that entire deliverance, and I guarantee you most of the time you'll be successful. So that's my little discussion I think somebody was asking for, and I hope that is helpful. And now we will return to prayer. So let's continue. This is from Jay Wu, Prayers for the Warrior's Heart. Good morning, Scott, and the prayer warriors of Bard's Nation. Lord Jesus, as always, my heart is full of thanks and love for you. You bless me always and in ways I may never know. Today, Lord Jesus, we walk, we ask for all that makes a true warrior's heart, a heart filled with first with love, not just any love, but the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus the love that will endure the sin of the entire world and still love as strongly when we breathe as our last breath, an unfathomable love, a merciful and forgiving heart, a heart that we can see beyond the veil that at what evil lurks there and twists in the minds of, of the weak as we fight, uh, as we might forgive the sinner to bring justice to the sin, a wise heart, fill our hearts with the Lord God's wisdom that will be slow to anger, clear in our, our words, precise in our actions, tolerant and long-suffering. Finally, Lord Jesus, give us your discernment. If we must take a life, let it be only after we have shown them every virtue of the heart of the Lord, the Most High God, with the knowledge that every life is loved, every life was breathed into existence by the Mighty Father, God and his, by the Mighty Father God, and is precious to Him. That, that is your will. Thank you, Father God, Emmanuel. Amen. Love you all so very much, Jay Wu. That was a good prayer. Father God, we pray this continued prayer and emphasize this, the warrior heart, that truly as we put all things in your hand, that we may walk truly in the glory of all that you are and truly trust in you for all things, to truly have a, a, a heart of a humble warrior, and a, what we would call, what Christ would call a meek warrior, one who is truly mighty in the spirit, but is understanding the true power and glory in which we carry, to be slow to raising the sword of spirit, equally slower in raising the sword of steel. Let we hold in our heart the glory and understanding that words are carry the power of life and death, 
and with so may we speak only life into things. And when we speak of death, let it be to the demons and let those words be spoken with the power of kingdom. That truly, when we speak to a demon, we speak and we speak death to that demon that they are cast out and destroyed. May we see truly more clearly into the spirit. May that be part of the gifts that we pray that continue to fall upon all the apostolic and the prophetic, to be able to see through the veil and understand the true sense and nature of all things, to understand this world as you see it and give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And may we walk in that fivefold ministry, which also includes the healing of the sick and the broken, the deliverance of people into, into the kingdom and the raising of the dead. So Father, we pray these things as a, as a war, the rising of the warrior hearts and may this blessing and anointing fall upon all in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And I should say fall upon all that are seeking and willing in the name of Jesus, not just randomly. Amen. This is a, um, this came in a couple days ago, but I, I, I think, I mean, it's important to pray it. We have a father who is beyond time, which is quite amazing in itself. And, um, uh, I think that's an important point to make. So, um, but let me do this. Let me do a prayer here. We'll do this prayer, and then we want to. We're going to pivot to a prayer for Pete Chambers as well, just uh, for all that he's done. So, this happens to do with the border. Um, came from Laura Lee. So said so Laura Lee just called me and asked for an immediate to start into prayer for Viva and Sierra's mother and newborn that was not allowed to leave the hospital with the mother because she didn't have an address. Oh, this is unbelievable. Someone by the name of Ashley was on bended knee this morning and actually reached out but didn't say much. Ashley is a longtime Bards FM follower and was at both Bards Fest in both Missouri and Kentucky. She was called to start a safe house for women and children, which she just opened, and now Vivi, and Sierra would have an address. When the mother showed up at the hospital, she was surrounded, and, and they not only won't allow her to take her daughter, but are trying to seek to take her other children. It was a fast phone conversation with Laura Lee, and I may, I may have all these details messed up, but uh, God knows we're, who we're praying for and what is needed. Please pray for restoration of the family until uh, unit and rebuke the interference of, from CPS, the hospital, and the state. I will give more information when I get some. God bless you, prayer warriors. A higher calling, Julie. Okay, super important on this because regardless, there's a couple things at the core of this which I, are truly spiritually demonic. One is CPS, which is every person that works in CPS, I'm just going to tell you this, and I'm dead serious, repent. If you're working for CPS and you think this is a good job, repent. Repent now because wrath is coming and I will pray against you. I will pray in the, in the power of spirit to have your life completely dismantled to put you at the feet of Jesus for stealing good children. There are times when children need to be brought to safety. I understand that. But CPS's entire construction is designed to encourage these agencies and reward these agencies for keeping children away from their family longer and to going after families to break them up. They are purely demonic at the core. 
So, Father God, we pray initially into CPS, Child Protective Services, and we pray against it. And in this moment, Father, we pray that every single person working for CPS will have a coming to Jesus moment, literally a confrontation, a, a moment of revelation of Jesus standing before them. And let their hearts be open, and may they fall weeping to their feet of understanding the evil in which they are part of. And for those that choose not to walk, for those that don't choose the ancient paths, but rather to not walk in it, may they now be faced with the, the judgment of heaven upon them. For they may they be, find their, their riches stripped from them, their material worships torn from them. And may the burdens of these children, which they have taken from these families, that echo, that weight, weigh upon them to literally weigh upon their heart until such a moment they find themselves so un unable to bear the weight that they have no choice but to fall to their knees and plead for the blood of Christ to heal them. Father, for Vivi for and Sierra, we pray for, for a restoration of this family, a hedge of protection around this newborn and her children. Because she doesn't have an address, this is unacceptable. And so, Father, we pray that war angels take route around her, that we ask for the dispatching of war angels, war angels to protect her and defend this child and this mother. And we pray for healing angels to flow in to heal the hearts of the child and the mother and her children, to lift them up. These are difficult times, so whatever they're dealing with, may they... Breathe, when we breathe life into them and restoration into them, and we rebuke the attempts of the, of the evil to steal the child from its mother. Nowhere in this process, Father, do we see any attempts for restoration by a state. A state is always about separating the child from the mother because at its root, it's how it seizes control over a child and tries to rip away the nurturing and glory of the gift that was given. This is pain. This is trauma-based programming. And we rebuke it. And in the name of Jesus, we rebuke it and heal the wounds that are upon the child's heart and the mother's heart. And we lift them up in the glory of heaven. And wherever they are in the walk with Jesus, we pray a blessing of Christ upon this mother and her children. Whatever troubles she deals with, we pray a blessing of Christ upon this mother and this child. We pray healing into this woman's heart, in this mother's heart. And whatever burdens that have put her there, whether it's divorce or drugs or alcohol or whatever the situation, a bad job, we just pray a blessing upon her of restoration, that we see restoration within her as a mother and her as her children, to lift her up in the glory of heaven, to anoint her with what it is truly the anointing of the gift of being a mother and a nurturer, and we repel and rebuke any attempts by the state to touch her children. And may it be known from the demonic realm that this mother and her children are now blessed by the glory of heaven, that she is now protected by war angels dispatched from heaven, and that healing angels are now upon her. And if you so touch this mother or child, it will come back at you sevenfold by the name of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Golly, I hate to see CPS. They are so evil. And people use it too. I mean, when I was in Florida years ago, there was this point of, I mean, it was literally a major concern for families because people were using CPS as a way to get back to their neighbors. I, I'd never seen anything so evil in my life. They would make up stories because they didn't like a neighbor, they didn't like a, a parent, they didn't like something, to have CPS go in and investigate. And the standard protocol is that when CPS at that time, this was in the 90s, when CPS came in, they would take the child away from the family and sequester the child for up to four months while this investigation proceeded. This is unheard of. And it's the authority that the state has 
I mean, I literally, if there was one thing alone that I would say, burn this entire institution to the ground, Holy Fire, Holy Spirit, burn everything down. It's that. It's this, this Gestapo evil that they created that, by the way, is paid out of the Social Security fund. Yep. So that's what every time you pay your Social Security taxes, know that you're supporting CPS. Just saying. Prayer request for February 2024. Please pray for a number of um, for a number of family members with big health issues. Most importantly, pray for salvation, especially Troy, who is terminal with liver failure. Pray for the, the Lord touches him with the gift of grace and the Holy Spirit will dwell in him and will enter into eternal with the, with the Lord. He has young son who is in junior high, high school. Troy's isn't 51 yet, Janice. Okay. You got to get this head on this one. Pray, pray for salvation. Okay, so Father, we just lift up Troy and just pray that he can have an encounter with Jesus. And in this very important moment, just be able to, Jesus, we just ask that you can make yourself known and present in him in the many forms that you can, be it in his heart, be it in dreams. And may he receive that a moment encounter that truly that is some powerful moment where he can understand truly whom he is part of and whom he serves. And with this, Father, we pray a powerful blessing of healing over Troy, a healing that will be transformative, that the knowledge within that healing will know the root of where it came from, came from, not that it came from doctors, but rather that it came from truly the glories of heaven from you, Father. And with this, to lift him up and to give him the reminder, and this is where Troy's son has a healing power. We just pray that the son will speak into his father, say, Father, I love you. Father, I need you, and to speak that love into him, that like the, the heart of a child, that will be the restorative force within Troy's life. So we lift up Troy, and we lift up this child. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. And Father God, I'm just going to pray today for Pete Chambers, continued prayers for him, for all that he does. He, is a, he has become truly uh, the role of the governor of Texas. He is fearless. He's taken role in the seats, in, in as the word spoken by Leah last night, in the seat of the spiritual realm. He's assumed the chair of governor in the spiritual realm for Texas. So, Father, we pray into him all of the protection that is needed. We lift his heart up to keep him true, straight and true on this path. We pray that those that surround him will be constantly those of good wisdom. For by good wisdom, for wise counsel, we wage war. And so, Father, we pray that into Pete Chambers. We pray protection around him. We pray and continue to pray for the dispatch of, of heaven's special forces to surround him and to protect him in all things, to give him an, an, an anointed, anointed walk in such a powerful way that he can continue to walk forward here fearlessly, uncorruptible, and to confront this darkest of evil as he seeks to secure the border, to dispatch those agents necessary to dispel the child and human sex traffickers, to break the back hold of cartels, and always, as he does, to continue to reinforce his work as he wields the sword of the Spirit from the heavens to the earth, to literally slay those in the, in the demonic realm, and to set free those hearts that have been bound and captured by the darkest of evil. Father, we pray for continued resources that he needs to lift this up and 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 raise him up and to strengthen his team and strengthen his efforts to strengthen his voice 
to awaken the people, to awaken the public to the desperate need in this hour, that this is also a first and foremost, a spiritual war. And that as he fights on this border, it isn't just for the physical protections, but it is for the the army of the spirit to step in and now hold back and push back upon a demonic attack on our southern front. So we raise Pete up and all of his team up, and we'd say this in the glory of Christ Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) I was just looking out the window. And as I'm looking out the window, I'm having a cow look at me into the studio. So obviously they're enjoying my grass. That's excellent. Okay. Glad they do. Cows, they're funny. There's nothing like having like a 1,200-pound animal that's like looking in your window like, what's going on there, dude? Like, oh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. We're just eating your grass, like mowing away. Thanks. Glad you're enjoying the, glad you're enjoying the lawn. That's good. I'll work with getting them down on the lower field today. They were extremely difficult yesterday. They wanted nothing to do with going down to the new hay bales, which I had put out for them. Like big ones, too. I was really happy. I got them all hay, and they're looking at me like, you got green grass here. We're not going down there. All right. So anyway, please pray. Please say a prayer for me as I am under strong demonic attack and have been under it for a couple of months. All my family has walked away from me, even... They are seeing that what I have been saying is coming to reality. They have all decided that I am the issue and mentally ill, which I have proof I am not. I am really struggling with the situation. I am very worried about all of them. Rebecca Zebra. Okay. And there's something here, and this is a powerful root here of of the evil. So, Rebecca, I'm going to speak into you, first of all, that there is a message that we speak in, the, in Christ. If we learn something from Jesus, it is that he, people didn't run away from him. They may have denied him, but they didn't run away from him. And so at the root of your message, what I'm sensing when people are walking away and starting to see you as, as crazy, in your worry, as you said, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about them, there is fear. You have, to re- you have to reject fear. So you need to come out of agreement with fear. You have to speak into that and say, I, am, I, am out of a- I come out of agreement in the name of Jesus with fear because fear changes the nature of our message. No longer can people see us or hear us the same way. You cannot control people. You can tell them truth. You can pray for them, but they have to make their own choice. This is the hardest part about this walk right now because we are all going through a place of selection. This is God's threshing floor we're in. We are literally on the threshing floor. And so when we start to worry so much about people and our message becomes one of, it has a fear in the root of it, especially people deep in the cult are never going to hear you. We get to people's hearts by praying love into them, by praying healing into them and walking that walk of Christ. So the simple question for anybody to ask, and Rebecca, this red, I'm sorry, it's a redneck. I said, Rebecca, redneck zebra, redneck zebra for you to ask is, are you walking in the heart of Jesus and all that you do? And what I mean that is, are you walking with the compassion are you walking as a meek warrior? Are you walking with that love of healing first and foremost? Are you walking in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit? And are you hearing and seeking Holy Spirit in all that you do? Because the word worried doesn't come into the Holy Spirit. And the word worried does not come into the heart of Christ. And the word worried does not come into God's message of fear not. Worried is an anchor of fear. So this puts them at odds with you. 
rather than hearing you and seeing your heart. They may not agree with you, but we still have to love them for where they are and accept them for where they are and enjoy them for where they are. And that's part of the most difficult walk of walking in a forgiving and loving heart. So, Father God, we just breathe. We pray into redneck zebra. We cast off any of the demonic, but we know there's just now a demonic root here. We place a hedge of protection around the redneck zebra. Redneck zebra praying into you that you will rebuke the, the demonic attack by coming out of agreement with fear, coming out of agreement with doubt. And some, somewhere in there, there is a, there's a, likely a root of shame. Whatever that is, it's a wounding that you've dealt with, a rejection from your family. There's a wounding you dealt with in your walk. And there's a there's a rift that has been here. Maybe it was the COVID con. There's a painful wound there that is now allowing the demonic to, to pray into this and to give you this. There's two sides of fear. When we get to here, there's a fear of getting us to say, I have the truth and you don't, which is a superiority that people read that, that it unsettles people, even though it might be true. And then there is the fear itself, which seeds into people that people will walk away from. We have to get back to a reasonableness in our walk in Christ. So Redneck Zebra, we pray into you that you will be able to come out of agreement with those issues and do a, and find that inner roots of healing that need to be done. So Father, we just pray a blessing upon Redneck Zebra, a hedge of protection to break off those chains and influences. We, can, we bind the, the mouths of the, of the demons that are whispering these things of fear and agitation. And we pray a heart of Jesus into redneck zebra to lift them, lift redneck zebra up in through the healing and restoration. And that truly from head to toe and toe to head, there's a calmness that settles in truly as Jesus would walk. So does redneck zebra walk. And we lift redneck zebra up in, the, in Christ Jesus name. Amen. This is our neighbor for many years in Ohio. Please lift this family in prayer. Please be praying and sending all the good vibes mode show as, uh, yeah, we don't do vibes and mojo. We do prayer and healing, but that's cool. Um, as well as, as navigate through this, we must, we just want to soak up as much time as possible with our sweet bubs. I can't thank you all enough for all the love and support so far. <clears throat> we all feel it. Hi, everyone. Just a little update on out on Owie. We got hit with some devastating news the other day. He was, he has pulmonary vein disease. Basically, his pulmonary veins are constricting blood through his lungs to his heart, eventually causing blood to, to backflow into his lungs. There is no understanding of why this happens to certain people, but it is, it is incurable and progressively worse, which we know we will absolutely rebuke those words in this prayer. So we'll come back to that. We've had a lot of talks with his medical staff and each other on what we feel is best for him, and we've chosen to take him home, surround him with so much love from friends and family, and make him comfortable. We are at peace knowing we are going, doing what we think is best and are ready for him to come home and meet everyone. Please keep us in your thoughts, Lisa O. Do not spellcast upon people speak life. So even these words, nothing is incurable for God and nothing is gets progressively worse with God unless we don't do our job. Bringing him home is the greatest thing that could possibly happen. And so bringing the, who they refer to as sweet bubs home, we just pray that this healing will happen because this is where love. So 
a word to Lisa. Oh, surround him with all the love you can. Refuse to accept anything negative. Speak only life into all things. Do not talk about terminal cases because God doesn't know terminal cases. And do not accept that somehow he's on his last legs going home. That's not a, it's not a way of looking at this. We are, we are in a place right now, truly, where we have the opportunity. If God so chooses to bring someone home, he will. But we should be speaking life and glory into everybody's life and not accepting anything that our medical institution says as true. The minute that we embrace their dictation on life, we empower their role as demigods, which I refuse to do. It just, it happens. Just to a simple point of this, Ivan Ranklin snapped his leg. Uh, it was about a week ago, week and a half ago, snapped his leg, like literally broke it at just below, right at the shin. And with this, Ivan Ranklin had a steel rod put in his leg. He almost died from ketamine injection. They were using ketamine for some reason. And he literally almost died. He had a, out of, had a death experience on the way to the hospital. On Friday, Ivan Ranklin took a picture down at the border, standing with some support, but standing out of his wheelchair. And he's already this whole last week, he's been in Congress in his wheelchair. This healing rate is phenomenal. And we've been praying on it and we'll continue to pray on it for him. But my point is, doctors told him it was going to be months. He rejected. He's like, no, I don't have time for that. We cannot ever accept anything doctors say, period. So, Father, we just pray into who we refer to as sweet bubs, and we just pray into this person to be able to see a miraculous healing. Whatever this, this issue is with blood flow and restrictions of blood flow, Father, we know that you're the Father of miracles and that all things can be restored. And now the sweet bubs is coming home. We just pray for an overwhelming dose of healing. But in the meantime, starting from right now, we pray that life into sweet bubs' heart. Lift sweet bubs up and pray life and restoration in this body from head to toe and toe to head. And we break off any spell cast that were placed upon this, this person. We break them off and cast them out at the feet of Jesus and bind them. And any person speaking spell cast, we bind your tongue. And anything spoken, what is heard by sweet bubs is the restoration of life, not the termination of life. We pray for a rapid return home, the rapid bringing back into a home to where the surrounding hands of love can be there. And we pray that there will be constant discussion with prayer and worship and scripture of the lifting up and the restoration of life. We pray that there will be music of him to celebrate the glory of God, that all influences be severed, influences of negativity from news, the influences of negativity from people questioning whether he's going to survive or not survive. May this be cast out and broken. And instead, lift off everything that is spoken into Sweet Bub's life, be one of restoration, restoring, healing, and overcoming. For Father, you are the Father, the great Father of your overcoming. You are the great physician. You are the God of miracles. And so in the name of Jesus, we declare healing over Sweet Bub's, healing from head to toe and toe to head of the mind, body, spirit, and soul, and a total restoration of this body to do the impossible, to become the testimony and witness of the possible, and rather than the impossible, and to be an overcomer in this hour. And so we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. says, please pray for my boyfriend of eight years. He's the son of a pastor who sexually abused his sister. Now he won't marry me as he doesn't believe in Christ. Teresa K, 22. Wow. 
Wow. That is the darkest of evils right there. Father God, I'm just going to pray into a young man who has now apparently come into the knowledge that his pastor, his father, abused, sexually abused his sister. And this is one of these dark, dark evils, Father, that is, lingers and destroys families. It's the root of this is an evil that is beyond measure. So, Father, he's going to pray initially into this pastor's life. A pastor who claims to, obviously, as a pastor, he would have had to claim and accept Jesus in his life. And may this moment be one of complete, complete humility before the throne. To repent fully and publicly for all that is done. And may that heart settle in with him to be able to, no matter where he is, to repent publicly and fully before the throne. For the sister, Father, we pray a deep and a miracle healing within this. And Jesus, we just ask that you'll walk that timeline of her life to pick her up before this sexual abuse started and to be able to walk with her in her reflection of these events to literally break off any of the demonic ties and binds or access points that have existed because of this trauma. And we pray for restoration and healing within our life to seek a heart of forgiveness. And the forgiveness also means a heart of being able to look at her father and speak truth and speak truth into him. We pray a miracle healing upon that young girl who is victimized by this. And equally now we pray into her brother, the boyfriend. We pray a healing into his heart a heart that is wounded, a heart that is now obviously one that is, this is where the demons take root. And so we, we place a hedge of protection around the boyfriend and the daughter, and we cast out and break off any demons that are here, any demons that are lurking. You no longer have authority here, for in the name of kingdom, you are these are now property of kingdom and control of kingdom. You're cast out. Father, we pray for a, 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 your healing angels to take hold around this family. And to try to start healing and nurturing the hearts to separate the sin from the sinner. And as difficult as this moment is, let the brutal truths be spoken, but always spoken from the source of love. For the son, 22 years old, who is now any, or whatever his age is, who is now was going to be heading towards marriage with Tara Kay. Father, we don't know your will. And so Tara, we speak this into you and speak this into you as, as much as you as we're hoping and committing to be with this young man, and it may very well still be. Understand that these are trials and challenges that you're part of healing. So breathe life into this man, into this young man that you love. Breathe restoration into this young man that you love. And if God has so committed you to be in marriage, for this is something that may be this situation, that, the, that what you're being asked to do is something greater than you. You have to love him so much you have to be willing to let go. Because you have to love him so much that you can pray to have him restored, even if it means that you don't get to have him. That is very difficult. And I don't, these are difficult walks to make. But this is the greater love in Christ. Because our greater love in Christ is not about ourselves, but about raising each other up. And you must have confidence and no doubt and no fear that God will provide you with a husband that you seek. But seek this through the glory of your prayers in the heaven for him in a selfless way. I'm not making any statement you are or not, but this is truly an amazing moment to where you have the opportunity to pray for the healing of somebody without the attachment of wanting them to be yours. This is the bigger issue here. There's a deep wound 
and you will know the details of that wound better than anyone because of the, hopefully, because of the intimacy of your relationship on a personal level. So we pray restoration here, and we pray restoration in a miraculous way of family and relationships to truly unburden the pain of a, re- a, re- a revelation that has caused deep, deep sexual through sexual activities, deep damage within the family ties. So, Father, we pray life upon all here. We pray the deep healing, Jesus, that only you can bring in the walk of timelines and the repentance of these moments. We pray true repentance by a pastor to repent his sins even before a congregation, that people understand what he has done, to face that true hand of justice through honesty in the heart, and no matter how difficult it is to walk that path of a true repenting heart. And so, Father, as we continue to pray for this family and pray for all the, all those involved, we pray ultimately for the healing of hearts of all and a greater healing of the, the love of Christ that lifts up the love beyond ourselves so there's no greater love than one for another. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Can I ask for prayers for my granddaughter, Alicia Joe? The doctor's up at the children's hospital ran blood tests, bone and brain scans, as well as bone marrow tests, checking for cancer and autoimmune disease. She's two years old and I've been praying constantly. Update on Alicia. These are two updates coming. I will be one week in the hospital for this little baby. It will be one week in the hospital for this little baby. She has blood work, MRI scans, and finally a bone marrow test, frighteningly looking for cancer, leukemia. I remember begging my son and his wife, who was pregnant, who wasn't pregnant at the time in 2020, to not take the vax. They didn't listen to me, so I prayed constantly and still do to this day. So far, we found out that it's not leukemia. Thank the good Lord, the doctors are learning, are leaning more towards an autoimmune disorder, AIDS or VADS, which is, I think, it's vaccine-induced AIDS. I've heard one of the side effects of the vaccine of the vaccination is called vaccine acquired immune disorder. Yes. Fauci and, and uh, Daz Zak strikes again. I pray Psalms 91. Please keep the prayers up. I really appreciate it. And my, and no, I know my son and daughter-in-law do too. God bless all of you here. And thank you. Baby came home. Her kidneys and her bowels are working. Her fever broke, and she was released. Thank God. Thank you all so much for praying for this sweet little girl. God is great. She still is not out of the woods, but I know she, uh, she walks with Jesus by her side. God bless you all. Recovering Democrat. Oh, this vax thing. Just, we are, this is what I keep saying is we're long from being over this, but everyone wants to kind of like brush it under the rug. Never forget what these people did ever because they need to be held accountable ultimately in the courts of heaven. And while God does do that, we have to work now to a different level in this case. There are the criminals who did this and those that naively took it or were persuaded to take it in such a bad way. So um, I want to begin for praying for the parents of this daughter. Father, we just pray into a, a young girl here, Alicia and Joe who is just, she's only two years old and she's suffering already from complications which are likely rooted in the vax. 
So we want to begin with the parents. And so, Father, we pray into the heart of the parents, a heart of a repenting heart, that they will find their way before Jesus to repent for what they have done and repent for a choice that they made that put their, their baby girl in at risk. And while this may seem like an unjust burden, this is a burden of truly a repenting heart before you to understand that through you all healing happens, but we must come also to a place of repenting for the actions that we do, especially as parents, for much, for much is given, much is asked. So, Father, we pray for a, a, a powerful heart of repentance, and we pray, Jesus, that you can make your presence known to them, for them to understand the true words that you are forgiven, but to do so with the weeping and the, and the humbleness of the heart before your feet. Father, we pray into Alicia Joe, and we pray into her miracle healing. We pray that you will dispatch healing angels around her and to heal her and to nurture her. We pray a hedge of protection around her, and we anchor it in the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. And we pray this hedge of protection in Alicia Joe, because we know that if she's been affected by this vax, that this vax has created portals for demons. And so we break those portals off in one fell swoop. A child now that we breathe, we breathe power of Holy Spirit within her and a restoration from body, from head to toe and toe to head. A cleansing of the blood by truly the blood of Christ that anoints this child and covers this child from head to toe to head and head to toe. And Jesus, we just ask that you can hold this child in your hands to fully restore the glory and perfection of this child as it was intended before it was corrupted into this world by something, this vicious thing we call the vax. We rebuke any of the demonic ties, bind them and seal them and cast them to the feet of Jesus. For you have no authority over this child and you are cast out and sent to the lake of fire. And for this child, we truly see this child being held up, truly in the hands of Jesus. And Father, we ask that you hear our prayers to have this child healed completely, that this restoration is so profound that the child even has a deep DNA root of knowledge of knowing where healing came from, the healing from the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus. So, Father, we pray blessings over this family. We pray blessings of love and healing over this family, restoration and complete healing over this child. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Good evening, Bart's family. I'm asking for prayers for my mom. She is 74 years old, as a devout Christian, and rereads the Bible every day. She does not take any medications for chronic conditions and is not COVID vaccinated. Before Christmas, she had some testing done due to her having numbness and tingling in her left side and a family history of heart conditions. The diagnostic testing showed a blockage. She is going from for a heart catheterization on Thursday due to this blockage. I will not be able to be there. I live in Florida. My mother and sister live in Wisconsin. But my two sisters will be there. Prayers that during this procedure, no blockages are found. If there are blockages, these blockages are cleared and she have a complete restoration of her heart without the need to be on any medications. Thank you, Bars family. Love you all. Update. Mom and had her procedure yesterday, which went well. She had a 60 to 70% blockage in two areas of her heart. The blockage was cleared and she has was sent home with a prescribed medication of um, metoprolol. Met, and nitroglycerin. She is home and resting. Thank you, Bar's family, for prayers and support, Lisa O. So, Father God, we're just going to pray into Lisa O's mother, and we just pray for complete and total restoration of her body. We pray that the restoration removes any need for medication, 
that instead now we pray restoration and total healing into the heart. The heart seems to be one of those places the devil likes to attack, for it's through the heart that God speaks with us. So, Father, we pray love and healing and restoration into the heart, that the healing is so complete and profound that in her next doctor's visit, there'll, there'll be no more need for medication, and even the sense of needing medication will diminish. We break off any spell casts that are cast by the doctors, even if they're subtle, a cell cast, spell cast that we might preclude or exclude or include dependency on medications, a terminal view of, of limitation of life, any of that. We break those spell casts off. Instead, we pray life into this, a restoration of the heart, longevity and strength within the body, vitality restored. We pray Holy Spirit within Lisa O's mother. And we pray a blessing upon Lisa O's mother to raise her up in the glory of heaven. And we say all these things in Christ Jesus' name and declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Jan 10th, a GMC Sierra truck hit my Honda Civic two-door when I was making a left turn into the driveway while signaling. There were three young men drinking, speeding over 100 miles an hour. All three ejected from the truck, leaving one dead at the scene, one life flighted to the hospital, and the third injured carried by ambulance. I was giving my passenger, Rose, a ride to her home. After Wednesday night's church prayer meeting, I thought we were not, we were not injured at the time, but now found I have a back injury, whiplash, and concussion. MRI, MRI ordered. Rose also had some internal injuries. I am 66. Rose is 68. The young men who crashed into us ages 20 to, and 23. So one of those men was dead at the scene, one was life flighted to the hospital, and the third was injured, carried by ambulance. It's pretty serious. Pray for the, this whole situation, as this is this now a homicide investigation. Pray for the loved ones of the young men who are suffering from the loss of the young man named Jacob, who had died at the scene under the truck. The truck having rolled and hit a tree, pray for the other passengers, especially Tyler, who were seriously injured. Up, update, MRI was canceled due to lack of funds in my personal injury auto policy. I have no doubt I have a concussion and as I am having lots of symptoms, including pain in the top of my head and crown. Last week it was on the side of my head. Don't really understand what it means. I also have been having a great deal of fatigue, some forgetfulness, etc. Okay. Start this out by saying I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat and I don't play a doctor on TV, but I have managed to be in a very severe auto accident. So a few things. Brain traumas are part of this. The, um, when, you get whip, when you get hit to that magnitude, your brain literally moves within your head and it will squish Literally, if you were to look at it under a, a high-speed camera, the brain impact would be such that if you took a, a, um, like a grapefruit and you threw it at high speed at the wall, the grape, that's what your brain looks like when it hits the inside of your skull during impact. It causes all sorts of trauma in the brain. The brain is not something that's typically, it doesn't um, bruise easily, but it also, when it bruises, it causes a lot of trauma. And it also causes a dislodging, depending on where it has, it gets hit. It can dislodge neuro, neuro connections, which leaves us with fatigue and forgetfulness. Those are all part of the things. 
So there's procedures to go through. One is you need to have rest, but you also be, need to be under monitoring and make sure that people are checking in with you because this can be a time when you need to take rest is also to not be overactive right now. Be calm, be restful, and make sure people are checking in with you. Number two, start a procedure now where in your own daily planning, you begin, you start writing things more in visual script, meaning like you're going to write, just put movie script boxes on your paper and draw stick figures of what you need to do. Make your list simple. Don't overtax your brain because part of what has happened likely is that your optical plane has been just misaligned. And so in the optical plane, you're going to have images that come, typically come into stereo or now offset and your brain is fighting to reset those, which accentuates fatigue. So again, reduce the amount of visual stimuli in your life. You don't have to, don't, I would not read, um, I would not be looking much at the internet much and I would be spending more time just doing some uh, simple reading, especially if you're familiar with things like scripture, but don't overdo it. Rest is important. Father God, we're just going to pray into Lynn Liu. Uh, first, we're going to pray into her health, and we pray restoration into her health and her friend's health uh, that were injured in this very unfortunate accident. So Rose is 68, Lynn Liu is 68.6, and we pray restoration and life into both of them. Father, this is one of these injuries that's slow to come to heal, and also symptoms are slow to, to emerge. So, Father, we pray comfort in her heart. We pray painlessness in her heart. We pray, pray a, a powerful force of, of Holy Spirit into her to put restoration across her body, mind, soul, and spirit to take this injury and to reduce this injury's side effects by literally restoring things in her body purely from head to toe and toe to head. And, Father, we, we pray that any physical injuries on the neck or the back, that they'll be healed and that there's a, we can just pray for a dispatch of of loving and healing angels to surround her and her friend Rose to heal and to nurture. And Father, equally we just pray for resources to pour upon her that whatever she is, is needed for her to seek to, to acquire the uh, needed care that she is, that those doors are open for her. And so Lin Lu, I also pray that you, you seek out a couple of people, seek out a sacrocranial massage therapist that just deals with cranial displacement and also seek out somebody who does restorative deep tissue healing massage. These will help your body immensely. It'll also take off some of the burdens of the trauma of the brain. And so, Father, we just pray these resources and access of these people will pour upon her that she is needed. Uh, you might also seek out chiropractic, uh, Lin Lu, because there's some things of adjustment that can help the body realign because we need to realign that spine and the, the flow of our body from head to toe and toe to head. And, Father, we also pray... Um, for this, the for the for the young men that were involved in this accident, a very poor moment of decision, drinking and driving, which now they face, but will likely transform their lives forever, with one dead, one in life flight, and one now in critical injury. So, Father, whatever this is in this moment, may this be a moment where there's truly a, an accounting and a deep sense of coming to Jesus, because this is the only way they're going to get through this. So Jesus, we just ask that you'll make yourself present in the in that place of the children, of the young men, and of their families, and to draw these families closer to healing. And may this also be a moment of, of incredible forgiveness in the heart of Rose and, and Lin Lu, 
that the two, that the forgiveness in the heart of Lin Lu and Rose will be extended to the family and the family will reciprocate. And then we can see this as people coming together and talking together because the wound of this injury is not, has now been greatly placed. It's a, there's a death here, a death at the consequence of ridiculous and stupid decisions by children that are unfortunately, they are children in, the, in this world that have they were done, did not make good decisions who were influenced to do something that was unfortunately consequence is death. And that burden will be placed upon them. If that death is found to be of a delinquent nature because of drinking, they all can face jail time. So whatever is needed right now, Father, we just pray, and Jesus, we just pray that your presence is known to them and in their heart because they're going to need Jesus no matter what happens here in a greater way than they ever have. And may this also be one of a repenting heart for these young men and that, those families, repenting before you, Lord, to repent and to plead for repentance for what has happened. For this is at the root of this, there's obviously something has gone deeply wrong. And within the, the decision processes of these young men, lack of understanding of consequence. And so we pray for repenting hearts. We pray for healing of those hearts, as difficult as that is. And that the, with this, we place a hedge of protection around all involved in this. And we pray life of the Holy Spirit into all that's uh, into this. And we declare this situation truly one of restoration in the name of, of heaven. That there is no more demonic activity that can take root here. Any demonic activity that's there is broken and cast off. And now it's a process of deepener healing. So we breathe life and we breathe restoration and we breathe healing into the hearts of all. And we lift all these up in, in the name of Jesus. Amen. My, uh, it took me three years to recover from the accident I was in. I had 90% soft tissue injury and a closed head injury in 2001. I lost all my short-term memory for three months. That's like crazy, let me tell you. I don't, rec I don't wish it upon anybody. But it can be done. It takes a great deal of steady focus. And I, not one thing the medical institutions offered included MRI offered anything, any help. MRIs are ridiculous in, in a certain sense. And I know why people want to do them, but it doesn't, they don't solve anything. You need the care of alternative therapies that'll help you at the end of the day. But remember, I'm not a doctor, nor do I wear a white coat. Prayer request for another friend of mine. Her name is Robin. Robin has had two brain tumors within the last five years. They are called Gillab. Looks like globostoma. I always get these medical terms wrong. Last year, it's not part of my normal vocabulary. It's becoming that, though. Unfortunately, I'm like becoming a having to get a medical dictionary thing. Glioblastoma, I think, is what it is. Last year, she had the second one removed, and and every six months they do a PET scan. Her results show that she has three small new tumors growing. The doctors want to use radiation this time, and she said no. Robin is a strong Christian woman and has strong faith. I believe in the power of prayer and that God can heal her. Please pray for healing and strength. This has been crazy for me in 2023 and 2024. I see friends and family, clients getting sick. I'm overwhelmed, but I still get to my knees in the Lord and pray. If you could pray for me as well, I would be most grateful. Kathy. I, I'm just going to say this because it's just it's what has happened in our time. And it's like we, this attack on us has been so severe and the unwillingness of people just to say, 
I'm not saying anything on Kathy, but it's like we have to start. And I said this many times. Like, I would. I, my first question is, was this person vaxxed? I just have to ask it. And I don't know. And it, and and it's like this is part of our truths that we speak into the world because we release when we do this. And again, I'm not putting anything on the prayer request. I'm just speaking of people in general. We can't look at these sicknesses as some sort of mystery. There is something that changed in our world. It was called the mRNA vaccine. And whether it's by shedding or whether it's by the injection itself, there has to be an understanding that this completely changed everything in our cultural landscape, in the human terrain. So with that, speaking truth about this is important because it releases the curse and it allows us then to pray into it. And when we pray into breaking the curse, we have to break this curse. This is a curse on our society. We can't even, part of it is a, is a curse of division. And I'm not here making any judgment of whether a person makes takes a vax. Not at this point. I have. I make my judgment as far as accountability judgment. Like you made a choice. It was a bad one. Own it. But that's just it. Let us work together to be honest in the in the presentation. Kathy, this is if you're here listening to this, this is not directed at you at all. I'm being very clear. It's just a general statement that people have to speak truth on this. And they don't want to. They're like, I don't want to tell you I took the vax. It's like Dude, you got all the symptoms. You got it. Well, yeah, I kind of did. Well, what, you know, it's like, seriously? Like, if you took it or you didn't take it, it's that simple. If you took one shot, took two shots, took all the boosters, I don't know. But that helps, that releases, and once we speak truth into it and we accept that healing, we're breaking the curse. That's the beautiful thing. Okay, so we're going to pray for Robin, who's had two brain tumors. And she's a strong Christian. So, Father God, we're just going to pray into Robin. And, we, and we're just going to pray into whatever the situation that has caused this. And it caused these brain tumors to arise. We are just literally praying and, and encircling this person with a hedge of protection. And we're going to pray life into Robin, life into her heart, and restoration of Holy Spirit from head to toe and toe to head. And Father, we're just asking for the blood of Jesus to touch her and to literally cleanse her blood to restore all this damage and whatever the motivation is, this could also be a 5G issue here. May her body be resilient enough to push out those pollutants and the tumors not be, the tumors be no more. Robin, you've made a right choice to speaking this into you, not to let them do radiation because the radiation is, is accentuating this and you may want to even ask if some of the problems is perpetuated by the PET scan because these sorts of things are looking into the brain, the energies that the frequencies that use aren't always healthy. So now we, we use the power of Holy Spirit to, to heal. And we put our hands up and around and we pray into this. And whatever the root cause of this, Father, is ask it within the heart of the individual that it becomes clear of where origin is whatever that is. Maybe it's a practice of putting the cell phone to your ear. Maybe it's a, a living too close to a power line. Maybe it's maybe it's truly something that is like taking the vax. We don't know. And there's no judgment made there. What we pray into is that the, the truth in the heart will be revealed to the individual so they can take it to the throne and repent. And in repenting to break the curse and the burden. And as we pray life into the heart, play restoration into the heart, we lift Robin up in the glory of heaven and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to be clear. It is not a judgment, even on Robin. I have no idea what's caused this. And it could very well be something like 5G. We need to be praying for the truth of what it is within our heart. If we know it, like if you took the vax, speak it. 
If you don't know it and you're like, well, that's weird. Why do I have that? Then let us find that place where we can find the truth. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal it so that we can bring it to the throne. We can repent if we need to and ask for the specific healings and break the curse. It's huge. So much of this stuff we're in is like spell casting stuff anyway. Prayer requested for Jack's. Oh, look at that. I got mama and baby calf. No, it's not. It's my bull and the baby calf right out my window. They're chewing my grass up. They're loving my lawn today. This is great. What a morning. The bull I have is so funny. He loves the grass and he, he likes to be like, he's not he's not even the father of these things. And he walks around like he's like King King Macho around the whole herd. He's like, these are mine kids. It's like, <laughs> good on you, dude. It's great. Prayer request for Jax and Jax or Jax Jax. One of our sisters in Christ and former Maud, after being in Hawaii for a much-needed vacation, it started with the fires. It is one attack on her after another. She's a fighter and one of the most faithful women even during the worst of times. She reminds me of Job. I don't want to share all the details without permission, so I ask for prayers of protection and healing of mind, body, and spirit. Okay. Well, Father God, you know what's going on with Jax Jax. We don't, but you know what she needs, and so we pray for her. We pray for a hedge of protection around her, and we anchor that hedge of protection in the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. And so, Father, as we pray protection and we pray love of Christ into her, we ask that she can that all that's around her, whatever these attacks are, that that root of that be revealed, and she can bring that to the throne and to re, repent and rebuke any of those attacks. Whatever these attacks are, whether they're attacks that are establishing doubt, whether there's a, a, a attacks that are generating fear, or whether these attacks are stimulating or origin from shame, may these be revealed in her heart so that she can may work an internal deliverance to literally walk through her life, casting out demons and truly being able to heal and seal wounds. We pray for, for Jax Jax to be lifted up in the body of Christ, glorified in, in the glory of heaven and restored fully to a moment of strength in this walk, but also to keep these words in mind that the trials in which we are given the suffering which we endure is part of a walk in this world to bring us closer to God. So as well, Father, we pray in this moment that in these trials, not to see them as personal, but to see them as opportunity to become greater in the, in the way that we walk and to listen for the greater message that's within, to have all this revealed within Jack's Jacks. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hang on just a second. <clears throat> I need to get some liquid in me. Okay. Cold latte. It wasn't what I expected, but it's good. I can take it on a colder day. Have a cold latte. Oh, we got some baby calves around too. As far as I know, it's only 13 calves, and they're all, we've got different sizes. These are some big, big animals out here. 30 head. It's pretty cool. And become your pets. They just do. They're just around all the time, and they're they're a, they're a funny pet because it's not like you're gonna cuddle with them. Let me be real clear. You don't you don't you don't cuddle with these cows. But they're 
The calves are amazing. They are like, they are literally like watching human kids. All their behaviors are like that. They're, they've clumped up into groups. You know, you got a group of five and a group of two and a group of one or two. Some are still real close to mama nurturing. Some are on their own now. They're like teenagers are like, don't need you. You guys go in the upper field. We'll hang on down here and get some sleep in the sun. They do this all the time. And just, and then they, the way they run around and chase each other, you're just, it's like literally watching kids. I've enjoyed it. Continuing here, your prayers have done, done us so much good. I am so grateful. I wanted to let you know they have helped. I also wanted to ask for prayers. We use blessed salt to consecrate our home and land. However, satanic rosary was brought in. However, satanic rosary was brought in to be destroyed in the act of allowing it in something happened to our boundaries. The children started fighting and we all were experiencing stronger temptations. Then I was visited by the most unwelcome thing for the first time in a while. It was a substantial, it was more substantial than in the past. After we prayed about it, we learned that it was, it has followed me for a long time from a Catholic school in Pennsylvania. I knew there was evil there as it, I had felt it, but this entity has no presence. I have rejected it. <laughs> Sorry. I just looked at it and nudging at the window, like, hello. You wonder, like, who's peeking into my office? I keep, anyway. I have rejected it. My husband has prayed over me, but I was warned in prayer that I will come back and to keep praying. That it, it, I was warned in prayer that it will come back and keep, and to keep praying. Please help me pray this entity gone for me. Also pray, please know that I am, that this is an oppression, not a possession. Thanks, all Kansas mom author. Okay, some of what the prayer when you hear when it, when you're being told in prayer that it will come back. That's not Jesus. Let me be very clear about that. That is not Jesus. That is an infiltration of thinking, which comes in that place of doubt. I've talked about these. I constantly use these. This, that was really, that was all Holy Spirit, by the way. Doubt, shame, and fear. Doubt, shame, fear. You attack those three pillars in your life, you're going to score on this. So we're going to get to that in this prayer. Okay, so for Kansas mom, it's Kansas mom author. Here's the deal. You have to address this from, I'm going to, we're going to pray into this as addressing this from doubt, shame, and fear. So somewhere in the past, there is there's probably shame, which could come from trauma in a school, something that happened there, maybe a suppressed memory. Maybe it's just the, the whole process with, which don't take this personally, but in the Catholic faith, there's probably more like your unworthy shame stuff than any place I know. You have to free yourself from that shame. The doubt is the separation we have between what the power of God. And in this, I'm hearing this doubt to like the demon has more power than Jesus. The demon does not have more power than demon than Jesus. Whatever this oppression is, it's nonsense. It's playing with you. It's whispering in your ear, trying to tell you that it's like, I'm coming back. It's like, pfft, seriously? In the blood of Jesus, I reject it already. In the name of Jesus, I reject and rebuke this, bind it and cast it to the feet of Jesus. And it's like, be gone. So that's part of the authority that you have within you. And then I'm hearing fear. Because there's a fear that's like you can't get rid of it. 
This is all demonic attack. So Father God, we're just going to place a hedge of protection around Kansas mom Arthur and her family. And this hedge of protection is anchored in the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. And we are praying truly powerful Holy Spirit flush of this entire place, a cleansing from head to toe to toe to head. And Father, we pray in and pray against any sort of doubt that's in there. We break the bonds and we're going to say that Kansas mom author, you need to come out of agreement with doubt and to embrace Jesus for the fullness of what he is. There is nothing greater than Jesus. The word of Jesus destroys and casts out all demons, period, end of story. And you have to get rid of that doubt. That's you embracing Jesus for the fullness that he is and rebuking that and understanding and coming out of agreement with fear, coming out of agreement with shame, coming out of agreement with doubt. And then search into yourself. You have to do a deep reflection into your past. If this is taking you back to your Catholic school and PA, there's likely some root of shame in there. Maybe, maybe this is a suppressed memory. Maybe something happened to you. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you were beat up. Maybe you were humiliated by your class. Maybe it was just the circumstance of the teachings of guilt. I don't know, but undo it because if that's where the root is, then go to the root and heal that root. Take Jesus with you. Identify it. Heal and seal that wound. And then take that through the timeline of your life. And when you arrive at the present timeline of your life, now have the authority to face this and say, you have no authority over me. Because there's no authority that can be taken over you when you are a child of, of God. You've been reborn in the body of Christ. Finally, you get to the place of fear. Come out of agreement with fear. You literally have to say, Jesus, I come out of agreement in fear. Jesus, I come out of agreement in doubt. Jesus, walk me through the timeline so I can come out of agreement with the shame that I've carried on my life. When we do these things, we break the soul ties and the bonds. These literally build soul ties. That's the power of this connection because it bind us, binds us to this ridiculousness. And if there is a sin in your life, you mentioned up here that there were temptations. I don't know if those temptations are pornography. I don't know if there's sexual images. I don't know. You have to deal with that because those are avenues into your family. And and the mechanics of like, whether it's a satanic rosary or holy, I mean, the, like, okay, step back and make it clean and simple. <laughs> this is why when someone asks me, like, what church are you part of? I'm like, I'm, I'm the same church that Jesus is, nothing more. So what's what's the simple thing? The, the idea of having to use mechanical things, salts and, and, and rosaries, look, I understand that it may be the forming of your faith, but you don't need to. Like if you're going to walk your property, just walk it and say to yourself and speak it out loud. I'm anchoring, I'm, I'm blessing this property in the name of Jesus. I'm establishing a hedge of protection in the blood of Jesus, infinitely up and infinitely down. And I turn my property over to kingdom and under the authority of God and all things forward. It's no longer mine, but yours, Father. I'm simply a steward. You can say that walking around your property. And I don't need any salt. And I don't need any oil. I don't need any, any oil, any wine. Sometimes you do it, fine. But that's all you need because in the heart, that's all we are. The temple of the church is within us. And that's the true church of Christ. So as, we, as we're walking these moments now, and I'm speaking this into this prayer, Kansas mom author, Take the authority over your life that Jesus gave you. Step in and say, I am a sovereign in this world. You have no authority in me because I have been reborn in the body of Christ and accept Jesus as your Savior fully. For it's through him that all things are possible and through him that God hears our prayers. And when we declare the name of Jesus, there's nothing on you. And if we've done our sins, whatever they are, whatever those temptations are that you refer to, make sure you are bringing them to the throne and repenting. I repent for these sins and don't stay on your knees. 
get back up. And that repenting process becomes almost a daily thing because we will all repent. We all need to repent in one way or another each day. It just happens. Just as is life. So that's the point I'm getting at here is we're truly taking the authority because at the, at the root of this, this entity that you're speaking of, whatever this shadow thing is, it's whispering to you. So Father, we break that we break off any ties or binds and we bound, we bind the enemy's voice and, and any whispers the enemy's giving to Kansas mom author. And we pray with power of Holy Spirit of restoration and cleansing and full restoration in the confidence and the love of Christ. And Kansas mom author, take that to Jesus, lift that up and know that you have the authorities to defeat all this simply by declaring the name of Jesus in your life in Christ Jesus name. Amen. Requesting prayers for an elderly Christian couple who are our neighbors, Lonnie, 81, and her husband, Neil, 892, both pretty much medication-free and healthy until COVID. They trusted the doctors and took the vaccines. Oh, this is tragic. And have had nothing but problems. Now Neil has been diagnosed with bone cancer. Lonnie has been battling colon cancer. And now the spots are on her lungs. It's so sad to see this happening. I know they are old but we love them dearly and believe the vaccine have caused this. Yes, it has. And this is why I love this prayer because we are recognizing the fact that age has nothing to do with whether we accept their, their suffering or not. The vaccine caused damage. And that's why it went after the wisdom class because people wouldn't care. Thank you so much for this prayer. Father God, we lift up Lonnie. 81, and her husband, Neil, 92. We lift them up in, into you, Father, and we pray a blessing of complete and total healing over their body. Father, this is one of these unfortunate circumstances where those who gave them trust of care violated that trust and led them down a path of destruction. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless them and we heal them and we pray Holy Spirit healing with them head to toe and toe to head. And we cast out any of the consequences, pollution, any of the devious elements of this vax. And with the blood of Jesus, we pray that this goes through their blood and veins, that everything is cleansed and restored to the perfection of kingdom. And Jesus, we ask that you can place your hands upon them, reveal themselves to them, reveal yourself to them, and literally give them a profound moment of a re reawakening and restoration into the love of you. And wherever they are in their walk with Jesus, may this be a profound moment that they can truly embrace Jesus into a new level of their heart to come together, to restore, and to restore their bodies and their, and their souls, their spirit, their minds into a perfection moment. And may this be a pain-free and painless and glorious end of their life, whatever timeline that is, Father. But let us not spell cast them as sort of any terminal issue. So we also bless Kim. Kim, for seeing this and seeing past the, the inclination for us to put a terminal end on somebody's life, for it's you that are, are the maker and creator of all things, and you are the determiner of life. So we bless Kim for this great prayer and a reminder to us all to pray into all that are that are sick, no matter their age, and to have the faith and glory in them that what we're looking for is a beautiful walk in life without pain, without suffering, and a restoration of bodies that no matter how long we're here, works through this beautiful timeline of life to literally be purified and sanctified in all things Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, prayer warriors. If you could keep my, my and my husband, me and my husband in prayers, we had a miscarriage this week. Oh, I would love prayers of healing over my body and mind. Thank you all. Victoria Helming. 
Father God, we're just asking in this moment a blessing over Victoria Helming and her husband. And Jesus, in this moment, I just ask that you can make yourself present to them both, to console them, to hold them, and to nurture them. This is one of these very difficult and, and painful moments for any family trying to create, bring life into this, the co-creation of life into a very difficult space, which is a fallen world. And so, Father, we pray blessings of healing upon Victoria Helming, massive waves of healing and Holy Spirit to fill their lives and to nurture their hearts, but to give them confidence, confidence of restoration and a new life. And so, Father, we also pray a blessing of, of excitement, of an opportunity after this phase is passed, of a desire to continue to build life and co-create. So, Father, we lift them up in the glory of heaven. We ask for healing angels to surround them, to heal the womb, to heal the heart, to heal each of their hearts, and to heal that loss of pain they feel within them. And, Jesus, we just ask that you can nurture them and let them feel your presence and fullness. And in so doing, to restore them to that place of knowing that these things happen sometimes out of control of heaven, but even then, that it with, without a burden or guilt is not upon them, but rather that the inspiration of life still rests within them, so to encourage them to continue to co-create with you in the glory of heaven in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, as a continuation of that prayer, we ask that you'll bless them with many children to come in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Please add me to your prayer list. I am battling DCS for a for a friend. We are calling God to intervene and we are using Tennessee state constitution and common law. Okay. Um, Department of Child Services again. Here we go. This is Ashley. I think we, no, I don't know if it's the same one. Okay. So Father, we just pray into, um, we pray for, for Ashley and the, the fight that she's waging against Department of Child Services which is purely demonic. And we pray into the hearts of every member of, D of DCS that you will literally be awakened in the understanding of the criminality and the evil which you serve. And may this moment be a moment that each one of you, and Jesus, we ask that each one of these people that work for DCS be faced with your presence in a profound way to understand truly the evil which they serve and to have them be found weeping at your feet for seeking forgiveness. Father, we pray into this case in particular with Ashley, and we ask that the the understanding, the words, the, the anointed words be given to her, that she be able to compose the, the, the petitions that are necessary for this hour, to be able to use the sense of common law to fight this and to be victorious, and we pray victory over this and the re restoration of the family in the, in the most powerful and glorious way in using common law, which is at the root of moral law, your law, Father, to be able to remind and take authority over this this moment to take this child back and to can maintain and restore this family in fullness. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying for Ted and his family. He desires us, us, us to keep praying. Monday, January 29th, a literal uh, pie wedge was removed from his lung lobe. The biopsy report will take two weeks the complication was an air leak. Uh, medical personnel said it would close up on its own. Please pray it heals quickly so Ted can walk around without equipment and be discharged from the hospital. It's actually very positive. 
So Father God, we're going to pray healing into Ted, full restoration medically into Ted to restore the capacity and flow of his lungs that now since they've found the leak, that the heal, the leak is literally healed and sealed. And let this be a, a both a physical and a and a metaphor for spiritual, that all things in his body are healed and sealed, that the wounds of the past and the wounds of present now are healed in the glory of and the body of Christ, that the blood of Christ will heal this and, and Ted be restored to the fullness of his capacity, able to walk around now without the burden of equipment. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I spoke with Kim Cates last evening. He and Candy are doing well. She is scheduled to get her skull reassembled. We did this in the beginning on Wednesday. It is a standby surgery, so the exact time is unknown. Please keep them in your prayers for the coming week, especially Wednesday, Chris in Michigan. Father, we just thank you for the prayer request by Chris in Michigan, and we just lift this, lift up Candy in our prayers today and to pray into a miracle healing, a continuation of the miracle healing as her skull is restored to her head. May this be a flawless surgery, one without pain, and a rapid and immediate healing beyond the measure of anything understood in medicine. May the miracles of Candy be a continued testimony to this, to this hospital of the true sense of who the great physician is. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Let me take a look here. Okay. Um, Prayer request. The Dirksen family is struggling with a husband and father who for 13 years has checked out since the birth of their first child. With a job that has always yielded him to be away more than home, losing their family home since COVID came upon us and financial insecurity, Dylan has become depressed and abandoned his family. They are feeling the attacks of spiritual warfare upon them and trying to hold things away together, but the children are beginning to ask questions and everyone is coping the best they can. Father in heaven, we pray a spiritual protection over the Dirksons, that the wife, Bobby, and their three beautiful children get some reprieve from the, their circumstances. We bind and rebuke all evil spirits that attempt to come against the marriage and a relationship within the family. The hardships they have experiencing together as a, at the hands of the enemy. We are faithful. You will use them for your glory. Lord, lift up our brother Dylan, who is struggling with depression and led him to be the man you have called and lead him to be the man you called him to be. Grant him faith to believe in the security not of this world, but in the but the security of your promises to feed and clothe him and his family in the great greater love than the followers, than the flowers of the field and birds of the air. Send in send in his life companion, uh, companionship with men who honor and glorify your name in unending obedience, that he may learn to love his wife as a Christ loved the church, and that Bobby's heart would grow in love and patience, reflecting your unthreatening presence. Lord, sometimes we get into such a rut of dysfunctional living, we begin to feel there is no hope of happiness and joy. Break all demonic strongholds against this family and unite a center and center them in their love for you. Let all them come together willingly, surrendering themselves to your will and define odds against their prosperity. Teach them to 
how to break away from the commitments that come against your will, trying to divide and conquer them and remind them that they are, that they are more than conquerors in Christ. Lord, we thank and trust your divine hand upon them and hold and hold faithful to your promises in the mighty name of Jesus, declaring that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Amen. Warriors in Christ. Nice prayer. Father God, I'm just going to pray for, for the Dirksons and pray for Dylan, the father. And in this very moment, it's very clear that this is a demonic attack that is taken advantage of time away. And in separation, rather than being face-to-face, the enemy's found a foothold in the distance and be able to wedge away a distance of doubt and loneliness. Again, doubt, the main key. And so, Father, we're going to pray into Dylan to begin with. Dylan, these are words spoken to you that as much as it seems counterintuitive, you need to return to your family. The depression that you have is a result of the loneliness in which you walk, and it's a separation from family because deep inside, You long to be the father, but you feel that the system has pulled you away in a greater way. So Dylan, we're speaking life into you right now. We're speaking life. And Father, we're just asking that a hedge of protection be placed around Dylan that is anchored in the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. And any of the whispers of the demonic are now bound and gagged and cast to the feet of Jesus. Demons have no more authority here. But Dylan, we need you to start hearing these prayers. Jesus, we ask that you can make your presence known and to give him give him an experience in any form that you can of the love and the profound love and forgiveness that comes from you, our Lord, and to fill Dylan with that understanding. And at the root of this depression is something dark. It's a shame somewhere in there. It's something in your past. And I believe that somewhere in here, the wife, Bobby, knows what this is. And this is time you probably have an ability to speak into this because it's not just in the family. This probably goes back to the root of Dylan's family and growing up. So as a wife, Bobby, you need to be speaking life into your husband. Wherever you are in the walk with Jesus, accept Jesus now more than ever. Bring Jesus into your life. And Bobby, you can speak life into your husband. This is your role. This is part of the two to the one. This is the the covenant of marriage. So pray into your husband's heart. Pray life and restoration into your loved husband's heart. Pray the power of Jesus into your husband's heart. Pray it all day, every day. And have faith that God will bring you through this. This is a heavy attack on this family. And you're put into a difficult place of having lost your home and a variety of unsettling issues. Let go of the material things and trust all in God right now. And the strength of Jesus needs to fill the hearts of your children. And they together need to pray for your husband. There's a level here of transparency that's important. You have to start being honest. Children are very intuitive. They're going to know what's going on. And while you don't have to say the daddy's not coming back, you can say the daddy needs prayers. And you need to bring about the power of the heart of children to pray into this. Children have the heart of God. So let them pray for their father. Let them pray into their father's heart. And let this pray restoration and love into your father's heart to lift him up and ask that their father, your father be moved truly to the presence of Jesus and come to him. Lead him. Give him encouragement. Pray into him. Give him scripture. Whether or not he, you, he receives it well or not, let him hear your voice. Because right now he's walking in a darkness, and as much as it may not seem, he needs you more than ever. You are the tether that brings him home. So, Father, we just pray for the strength of this family and a hedge of protection around the Dirksons, Dirksons 
that will isolate them from any further attacks. And we rebuke and bind any demonic attack on this family, especially the children. These children are now under the protection of heaven. And Father, we ask that you'll dispatch war angels to take presence around this family and equally around Dylan. And we ask for healing angels to overwhelm them both, to heal the hearts of this family. And within this, to raise the eyes from the, from the feet up to the heavens to start looking to you for the solutions ahead. Much of this derailment is about being caught into a trap and a grind that was never of God. So now in this moment, we just pray unity of this family and a blessing over this family in the blood of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Urgent prayer request. Wellness Jen just called me and asked for an immediate start into prayer. Oh, we did this already. Sorry, this was done. We did this earlier. Okay, and our last prayer for the day, I think. Hold on a second, let me... Before I say, I always, I always do this and then I go back and go, oh, look, I find 15 more. Okay. Looks like we're, yeah, it looks like we're about at the end. So that's good. It's been a pretty good prayer. Okay, the last prayer. That last prayer, really, I'm going to just highlight that again. That was a, I love that last prayer, actually. Because so much of the power that we have in a family is through the wife and the husband and the children. And it's important that we we really embrace this because it, it's a huge deal. Um. We, there's so much power in prayer and inner healing. We start to really, and to bring some of those truths forward and to lift them up and to get to the root of them. And when we're transparent and honest in our lives and we use the power of prayer to heal and pray, speaking life into each other, that's the big one. The biggest weapon the enemy has is the, is the spirit of death. And it's through that three pillars, doubt, shame, and fear. Doubt, shame, and fear. And once they establish root there, we got to dig it out. We have to truly turn ourselves over to God. In so doing, we lift off those burdens, and then whatever the enemy throws at us, one way or another, we can overcome. Dear prayer warriors, please pray for our community meeting Tuesday, February 6th, unless day after tomorrow, at Anaka's Banquet Hall. We will be sharing issue 19, heavy industrial rezoning of 65 acres and Eaton Township's zoning code that permits without limit anything to be stored, incinerated, or buried here, including radioactive waste. Please pray for the spell cast to be broken for people to see and hear the truth, receive it, and act on it accordingly. Pray for a groundswell of Eaton Township residents to engage and stay engaged in the local government. Pray against the wiles of the enemy, confound the evil spirits and their attempts to hinder, disrupt, and twist the narrative of the meeting. The whole of earth groans for the revelation of the sons of God. Praise the Lord. There are more standing. Kevin and Christine Taylor, they're doing great work up there. And what I love about what they're doing is this war is being waged first and foremost in the spirit. It's a nice work. This prayer is really, a, I'm going to focus here, but it's going to be, I'm getting called to speak this prayer much bigger into our country because this is a really, this is a microcosm of a bigger problem. Okay. Right now, we're dealing with a big corruption. Father, we just ask that you hear our prayers as I speak into this now. This is a problem, and this prayer request is a problem of a bigger nature. There's so many people have been corrupted in their heart, a parasitic attack of like serpents and snakes in the heart that has corrupted their view of the world. A willingness to compromise anything for the, for the soulless nature of the, of the tokens of Babylon. So, Father, right now, we're just praying for a, a parasitic cleanse 
of the hearts of people in Eaton Township and the and praying for a parasitic cleanse that will echo across all of Ohio and all of the nation. That as we speak this in, this is the power of Jesus itself. And we pray for a presence of Jesus to be made universally at a moment in time and we do, and, and as, as immediately as possible, whether in dream or waking dream, a presence and knowledge of who Jesus is to present himself before all things, Jesus to make your face known. And this is a prayer we've continued to have on a world scale that people literally see and witness the, the moment of understanding the nature of our Lord and King and Savior. A powerful moment of understanding the nature of love, an experiential moment of the nature of forgiveness and a great shaking to all that the evil has done to deceive and destroy. A separation in the moment of time from the clutches of this matrix that constantly tell us of the evils or lead us down evil paths that give the enemy authority. And so, Father, we pray as well a hedge of protection around Eaton Township and a severing of those sort of binds and ties that continue to whisper into people's hearts and minds. We rebuke and bind and gag any of the satanic elements and demonic elements that are speaking into people's hearts. And we breathe restoration into the hearts of the people as we have conquered the, the serpent of, uh, that was sitting over here in the place of the principality we've severed that and we continue to see the serpents the baby serpents pour out of people's hearts we envelop them in the fire of the holy spirit to sear them and to destroy them completely including the nests of eggs Eaton Township here in this property has apparently a nest of eggs. It's an eggs within this place of property that they're trying to zone. So, Father, we're praying power of Holy Spirit into that nest of eggs to sear it completely to the root. And in so doing, we just literally hear the screams of the demons as they've now lost their hold, as they're now fleeing because the presence in the name of Jesus, we declare cleansing of that land. And this nest of eggs is now seared to its very core. And all of the hope that they had had in reinfesting re this nation with their pollution is now gone. We break the contract ties and binds that have been made intentionally or unintentionally. And Father, we just ask for an army of healing angels to sweep across this land, backed by war angels to slay the demons themselves. As we continue to pray in the mightiness of, of what we are as children of the Most High, to slay and to conquer these demonic strongholds and to, to remove them from the clutches of evil. Father, we pray a restoration of the Eaton Township as we continue to pursue what is right and what is just and to restore all things in the power of heaven and the glory of Jesus. And for all those residents that walk in this place, we now pray a presence in this place, a presence of Holy Spirit that is so powerful in Eaton Township that they now cannot walk without being confronted with the presence of Holy Spirit and the glory of the kingdom. That the, the, that the demons themselves in each heart will begin to worm and scream, that they'll flee in the fear and terror of the presence of Jesus, which is now moving through this land. And in the name of Jesus, we declare restoration and healing in Eaton Township, lifting them up, blessing them all in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I said it last night, and it's I mean this. If you're, if you're one that's like seeking to have like a major fight, this is time to like get into spiritual warfare because here's the best part about spiritual warfare. You, you want to, as they say in the military, you want to get your gun on, get your sort of spirit on and go slay demons because no one's throwing you in jail for slaying demons. In fact, you're going to get praised in heaven for doing it. So slay as many demons as you want. Have a good day doing it too. So we need to keep praying in with this sort of authority and strength. 
and we will, and I just encourage you to do so because when we pray in with authority, we are building a force and a momentum. It's a discipline, right? And the enemy knows we're here, and the enemy's losing its mind because they don't want this. This is what they fear the most. The awakening isn't just people and knowledge. The awakening is the knowledge of whom we are. We are spiritual being beings. We're children of the Most High. We are profound and powerful spiritual beings that have the authority over the enemy. Each one of us has that authority. Jesus gave us those authorities. We walk with those authorities. So we use them and declare them and proclaim them in the name of Jesus. And if you don't have scripture before you, just proclaim the name of Jesus, like literally, like in the name of Jesus, I cast you out, I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, I declare this land sacred. In the name of Jesus, that's their powerful word. That's like that's like the, the one shot, one kill word, right? And strong demons will laugh at, and often rebuke you in its own way of laughing and teasing you and taunting you as if they can't withstand it. But let me tell you just an interesting story that Dave Bryan tells. There is a strong principality outside of, this is Pastor Dave Bryan from Yuba City, Glad Tidings Church, California. So there's a strong principality that's just outside of the church. And they went up there in this mountainside area, and there are supposedly large spirits of ancient, of ancient nature there. And the guy he was with could see into the spirit. And Dave wasn't, didn't have that place, but he, Dave is a powerful prayer person. So they encounter this powerful presence of a, of a spirit. And Dave starts praying, and the guy next to him is like, keep praying, keep praying. And he's seeing it happen. And this giant, this massive spirit just gets getting, it's rebuking them, and it's, it's causing all sorts of problems and damage. But it keeps shrinking every time he says Jesus. Shrinking, 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 until it's diminished to such a little thing that it literally like has a little squeak and runs away. That's the power of this thing. I mean, literally, you take the power away from these demons, and we have fed these demons with our with our authorities and our willingness to comply. So when we take it back and we're speaking the word of Jesus into this, we're breaking the strongholds of these things. And it only takes one, but it gets a whole lot better when we get many. So where two or three are gathered, and that's where it begins. And so once we wage that war and we continue to wage that war and we're speaking life into people's hearts, we're dealing with an infestation spiritually across this entire nation. It's an it's a infestation of spiritual parasites. We have to cleanse the hearts of people, breathe into that, and speak into that. And when we do, we're, we're seeing this nation awaken. And it's trembling and the demons are freaking out. So the last thing about that is, as a gauge, like if you watch what happens this coming week, but just continue to watch it. Like there's going to be all sorts of crazy stuff said about the border. Some people will say nothing. Some people on the on what you consider to be conservative side will be saying things like, "Oh yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal down on the border." Other other people will totally rebuke it. All that is demonic stuff, okay? Because anybody that even says like, "Ah, oh, it's not that big a deal." They don't understand the power of where two or three are gathered. They don't understand the, the story of Gideon. They don't understand the power of what God needs. He doesn't need millions. He just needs a dedicated few that are turning to him and saying, I repent and I stand with you and I will stand before you and I will fight with you. And God will lead those battles. We need to stand. We can pray and we will continue to pray for a complete protection of our border. And we will hold that prayer where we are praying for a hedge of protection along our southern border, where it is truly the hedge of protection anchored in the blood of Christ, that anybody that comes across here cannot stand that and cannot cross this. True statement, a true person walking in the, in, this, in the spiritual realm of the evil cannot cross a bloodline. They will see it. They cannot cross a bloodline that's established by that of Christ. And if they 
to do that, it's going to strip evil from their heart. We have these authorities, and we step into those authorities as spiritual fighters, spiritual warriors in the body of Christ. There's nothing that can withstand what we can do. It's awesome. And that's the best word going. See that? You were born for just a time like this. Isn't that awesome? All right, patriots. Remember, tonight we've got Expedition Cafe. Brian Kahenick's on tonight. Really excited about that interview. Nice interview talking about his new new uh, song. And we're going to play the full song at the end. Uh, so you'll get to hear it and play some pieces throughout. We're going to talk a lot about some of his work. He's really good. He's super talented. Good friend of mine. He's up in Montana these days. It's been a while since I've had him on. It's really good to hear him. He's in a great place. And uh, that, can, that starts the hopefully what will be the regular weekly of Expedition Cafe as kind of a, a break from some of the heavier stuff and looking into the inspiration of the creative arts and other elements like that. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Stop. Hold on. I just remember we didn't even do an out, out prayer. So let's do our closing prayer and then we'll get into all that. Father God, I just want to thank you for the assembly of everybody here today. Just a blessing to come together in one body, one spirit, and just to, as a fellowship we have, which we're praying truly in the authorities of Christ and all the authorities given to us. Father, we just ask that you'll hear our prayers and also hear our hearts. And as we do this, to continue to reveal to us those things in our lives that we need to repent for and we need to heal so that we become greater in you. And Father, with that, we pray a blessing of the the spiritual tools of warfare to continue to flow upon each person that's seeking this walk in the body of Christ. Tools that we may not know about, tools and knowledge that we may not have even known that were there to lift us up and make us mighty as warriors within this time in each of the places that we're called to be. Father, we pray a hedge of protection around all of Bar's nation, all the prayer warriors here today. A hedge of protection to truly, to walk truly within the power of Holy Spirit, to restore our lives in any place that are broken or, or, or need, need healing, to lift up and to forge in greater, with greater strength the relationships we have in the love of Christ, to be able to speak truth into people's hearts, to have honest conversations that don't have to be mistaken or, or, or skewed for evil, and to continue to walk in the true body in the sense of Christ, that the diversity in which that represents and the mightiness which that brings in this war. May we walk side by side. May we embrace the glory and perfection of which Christ put within each of us. May our hearts be healed and the fear that any fear that we have be rejected and rebuked. May any sort of inner healing that has produced shame be revealed so that we can heal that and proclaim that before the throne. And may any doubt that we have in our hearts that may be lurking be revealed and we come out of agreement with that to restore ourselves to the mightiness of the children of God, which we are. Father, we pray for the restoration and the lifting up in the mighty way of the children of the Most High, the children of God. And may in this hour the whole earth shake for the children of God have awakened and may the enemy know and may the enemy be, be scared and be afraid and may the enemy know that their time is now at an end that we are taking back this world in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Patriots, just a real quick final note. This chat will close just by nature of Podbean. The current limit is three hours. So I am going to finish out, and then I'm going to close out chat, and then I'm going to reopen chat for an open chat for an hour with music or thereabouts, however many show up, Okay. So we're going to, after this, we're going to do a, a out music. I'll let it run for a few minutes. We'll close it out, and then I'll restart a open chat show immediately. It'll take like 30 seconds to do that, and then we'll play music, and you can hang out if you want. All right.
Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Expedition Cafe. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe